0: This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You take control of the airwaves. Toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That's the packet 8.net toll-free line for you. It is Ian here with you. Hi, I'm Eric Scott. And Mark Edge. And you can join us on uh, Mark using his last name on the, uh, the show.
1: Well, you know, I, I, he he, it's, he did it. You're He's to, an edgy guy.
0: You've been one-upped. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, we're back. Uh, there was some serious problems uh, here the past couple of days. Sorry to everybody who's been looking for shows. We just haven't had them. I've been uh, essentially bedridden, and uh, since I was so bad off, uh, Mark, you couldn't even figure out how to work the computer systems to do your own shows.
1: No, there was a password I didn't have, (laughs) or whatever.
0: Little did you know the password was blank, but hey, you know, what do you know? What can (laughs) you do? What did I know? All right, so we're starting things out here with a pretty outrageous story that I spotted over the weekend before things uh, went spiraling down to uh, bedriddenness. And it's about, well, well, sex and photographs and little girls. And normally when you hear hear about these stories, it involves some sick pervert and distributing child pornography over the Internet. A
2: date line, you know.
0: Yeah, something, some big news story where uh, there's some pervo involved and you want to throw him in. He's got greasy hair, missing a tooth maybe. Right, you want to throw a guy like that in the (laughs) clink because everybody hates child pornography. Mm -hmm. Except what happens when it's created by the little girl herself
1: on her own? It's an interesting question. I and, think you're going to answer and it. And one they intend to answer in Pittsburgh. Yeah. From the AP, a 15-year-old girl has been arrested for taking nude photographs of herself and posting them on the internet. It basically. has
0: gone... This is... A, actually, it's basically, basically, this has gone to the edge of insanity now. I mean, before we've had... We've had stories... Of a, for instance, there was one of a 12 and a 13 year old, I think it was in Utah or something mm-hmm. like that last year, who they, were having sex with one another. They were each arrested and chi- um, charged with child molestation. Right. Now, they weren't taking pictures of one another. No. But there have also been stories of like a 14 and a 15 year old taking pictures of each other while they were having sex and they were both charged. Now, you've got a story of a girl. I mean, at least with a 14 and a 15 year old, you could say something like, well, the boy encouraged her to take these photos. In I this guess. case. I this mean girl. it's
1: it's really laying sex at the feet of men and I don't think that that's necessarily right. the, the the way it should be but yes one could I suppose if one was a a sexist um that they you know of of the highest order they could make that claim.
0: Now in this case was the girl taking these photos for a man online or just doing it for fun? What happened? The girl whose identity was
1: withheld because she's the victim, right? The
0: victim of herself, She right. deserves to be in prison for this. She was, acu-
1: was accused of sending out photographs of herself in various states of undress and performing a variety of sexual acts. She sent them to people she met in chat rooms on the internet, police hmm. said. Police seized her computer, found dozens of photographs stored on the hard drive. Authorities did not say how police learned about the girl. I bet that's interesting. Yeah. And uh, she has been charged with sexual abuse of children, possession of child pornography, and dissemination of child pornography. Whoa. This is some serious stuff. It's really nutty. I mean, these are is, federal charges. Is was 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 this the idea when we wrote the child pornography laws that um, we could arrest? 15-year-old girls for taking pictures of
0: themselves. I don't think so. I thought the idea, now maybe I'm wrong about this, but I thought the whole idea behind uh child porn laws was to keep kids safe from predatorial males and females that wanted to take pictures of them right. in some state of, of of undress or some sexual state and then profit from them or give them or giving them away on the internet in in some way. Uh, that would have been my
1: understanding
2: apparently. But this is this is her own self. Right. Who takes the pictures <laughs> doesn't make a profit isn't setting up a website and charging a monthly fee, she's sending them to people. That's right. So it would appear. This and, ha- and all these people are now subject to charges. Probably. How do they know she was 15? How are you supposed yeah. to
0: know these things? This is a question I've been asking for a long time. I mean, you've got, in the, por- in the world of pornography, you've got magazines like Barely Legal. Right. Where uh, the purpose is to titillate men into thinking that the girls in the magazine are actually... 18. Not, are not actually 18. You know they're 18 because they're in Barely Legal, but they're supposed to look younger than that. Now, right. Barely Legal gets away with it because when they have their girls come in to, to shoot the photos, they bring them with a driver's license, right. and they photograph that, and they prove that the girl's 18. When you're dealing with some chick on a cam on the Internet, how yeah. are you supposed
2: to know anything? I mean, even if she shows you her driver's license, what's that mean? The Kids have fake licenses. They do. So now you get got to prove intent, though. All the people who got these pictures, let's say they got busted... How are they supposed to know? You have, have to have no intent idea. to charge
1: somebody with a crime. It, it 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 brings up a whole bunch of questions.
2: And what,
0: and what intent did she have? She just had the intent of taking some nude photos and giving them to some horny guys on the internet. What? So I she mean, could
1: get some attention. And right. a lot of a lot of young girls solve their um, attention deprivation problems with sex. I'm sorry, they do. Sure. And you can say what you want about child porn, and it's despicable.
0: When when children are involved in pornography, what you usually have is somebody being forced. Right into the situation. Here, it's clearly consensual. No one's exploiting
1: this girl. Right. right. She,
0: and, and is it possible for her to exploit herself? That's what the prosecutors, that's what the prosecutors are saying. Well, she's exploiting herself, well, so we need to charge her and put her in a jail no, cell? No,
1: no. What they're saying is, is the creation of child porn is such an evil thing that we have to charge this girl. The, she's created an evil in the universe, and we must stamp it out. I mean, that's, that's the idea here. When This is the problem with creating laws, is every law... Creates unintended consequences, Mm -hmm. and this one is a perfect example.
2: If we can shoot border guards for protecting the country against drug smugglers, we can charge 15-year-old girls with child porn. It's so nuts. I mean, it's it's a perfect example of how insane the laws are in this country.
0: (laughs) Instead of protecting this girl, we're now going to send her to a prison cell? What's gonna? I mean, the, I remember the story I saw was really short. Was that what you just read? A very, very short story. Yeah, it's, it's a blur, very short story. How much more information?
1: No, that, that's all the information I had. But I had a long, drawn-out conversation with my wife about this. Because really? she's very upset about the whole idea that uh, a young girl could be giving out um, pictures like this. And my point... Upset? Yes, yeah, she doesn't what like she, the idea. She's just waking up to the idea of the Internet? No, she just doesn't want it to happen.
2: So this girl needs to be protected from
1: herself.
3: Let's right. put her
0: in a padded room where there's right. no cameras around and no internet connection. Then, because it, it, that's the right. only way that's going to happen.
2: And somehow that's better for her than going to school and working and right. all of these other well, things. Well, as, as soon as you let her pick, out,
1: um, she's. As soon as you let her out, the chances are, are that she's going to go out and find some guy that is going to exploit her or take, um, sure. you know, or that not exploit her is probably not even the right word that that's going to treat her. C- I'm sorry, this girl, unfortunately is one of those trashy girls. Mm-hmm. She's probably going to grow up to be a stripper or a hooker or um, something Maybe. like that. I mean, the possibility well, say it like it's
2: a bad thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, girl, girls that aren't taught uh, properly have a tendency in my opinion, have a tendency to grow up like this. And yeah. I'm I'm sorry she's a lost soul. There's nothing you're going to do about it. You can't change you're it. You're not going to make you well, one thing's for sure, you're not going to make it better by punishing her
2: right. for no. this. No. Obviously the girl has issues.
3: Okay. Right. I mean, Eric, right.
0: you've got a daughter. Yes, I do. I mean, can you imagine what would happen if all of a sudden one day whap whap whap, knock at your door, there's five cops outside. They've come to get not you, not your wife, but my daughter? But your daughter? Because she made the mistake of taking a a, a webcam and and uh, standing naked in front of it for some guys on the internet. Now, you might be rightly angry with her for that as sure. your as her father. You think? But, but you would think that you you should be able to say to the police, "Oh, officer, no, it's okay. I see. Oh, what what would she do?" Oh, that, oh, it's just a mistake. Don't worry about it. Go. Sorry, uh, Mr. Scott, we can't leave until we have your daughter in custody. You see, she's violated the law. The law. (laughs) The law
2: is here to protect your daughter. Now we're going to throw her to jail, so keep her safe. From herself? And that's uh, what I love in family court is you always hear the best interests of the child. Yeah. Explain to me how this is in the best interest of this child. I would love to hear. If you can explain that at
0: 1-800-259-9231. I have no idea how this could po- Her being
2: arrested for this, being charged, how this could possibly be I mean, in she her best help, interest. No question. Sure. Okay. So fine. So sentence her to, to uh, treatment.
3: Sentence her to, a, fine. to a,
1: a, you know, sitting in the corner for five minutes. I mean, yeah. what she's 15. I don't, right. I don't know. I mean, see, here's the thing, though, Eric. As I don't think whatever treatment you're going to give her is, I think it's going to bounce off like a racquetball.
2: Well, maybe, but I, there are obviously self-esteem issues here. Uh, and I, clearly. And I, and I don't get into that, you know, PC garbage, but self-esteem is important. And obviously this kid has none. Sure. It, okay. Or, and, you know, yeah, hopefully she can be up. helped. And I'd love to know what the family situation is. Well, it's a mess. Where's the supervision? If you've got kids taking pictures of themselves on the internet, there right. can't be much. Yeah, exactly. Well,
0: that's
1: what I'm saying. There's not much supervision. I would, you know, I mean, you can make all kinds of generalizations. I would say the dad's probably not around. You're never, you're never going to be 100% right, but there's a problem here. But
3: I, I don't the think pro- we can, there is a problem. problem and the law it.
1: isn't the solution. No, that's that's for sure. I mean, giving this girl uh, sex charges. So that she has to be tracked. child porn charges. Child porn, porn charges. So that she has oh, to be. She's a sex offender now. She's a sex saying. offender. Right. She has to be. She's gonna be, have to be GPS tracked.
2: Now how does she go to her life? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> now she... she can't go to school because she's a sex offender. Right. Because in most states, you
0: can't get a hundred or a thousand feet within right. a school
1: zone. Yeah. She can exploit those little girls in there. One
0: eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. This is just so absurd. We'd love to hear from you on it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. What would your approach be if you were the lawmakers in this case? This is your show. You take control of the airwaves. Toll free number 800 259 9231. The packet 8.net toll free line. It is Free Talk Live. Back with more Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Toll free number. Is 800 259 9231. That's the packet 8.net to a free line for you. 1 800 259 9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, totally free, including the bulletin board system. Over 180,000 posts are awaiting you. That's at freetalklive.com. bbs.freetalklive.com. Get you to it. It's all
1: totally free. What's your liberty issue? The War on Drugs? Register now for the February 2007 New Hampshire Liberty Forum. Speakers include Jack Cole, Executive Director, Law, Executive Director of Law Enforcement Against Prohibition, and Rob Campia, Executive Director of the Marijuana Policy Project, and New Hampshire residents who are working to end the War on Drugs. freestateproject.org libertyforum. That's freestateproject.org libertyforum
0: one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one 259 9231 the toll-free packet 8.net line. It's Ian here with you tonight. Hi, I'm Eric Scott. And Mark. And, of course, you can uh, join us at freetalklive.com. We go right to the phones, right to the fun, and talk to Brian in Colorado on the amplifier line. Hello, Brian. Hello, Brian. Hey, now, let's What's try that? this. Brian in Colorado. How can, about
4: that? There he you hey, go. We got you,
0: sir. Okay. Hi, Glad Brian. Glad to have you guys back. What's happening?
5: Hey, um... A couple days ago, you were talking about taxes. Uh, I was talking about taxes, but something that uh, that you've said several times, uh, both Ian and Mark, uh, uh, I hear this number, you know, uh, 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 25% tax or 35% tax, as if, you know, that's the the tax because that's what it says on your your 1040. Um, But I was thinking about the taxes that we actually have to pay, and you have to include things like, Car registration fees and hunting licenses and, you know, the million other things that you have to pay.
1: I can't imagine that we left it alone like that too many times. Generally, we say that people pay about half of their income in taxes.
5: Yeah, I, I, I've heard that too. Uh, I, I think it's even higher.
1: I've heard sixty percent, but I'm I'm just not willing to get on the air and bandy about the highest number I've heard, just because I'm I I want to be as as accurate as I can, and I don't want to come up. If I were to say that people pay ninety nine percent of their income in taxes, people wouldn't believe me, and so everybody has their threshold of what they're willing to believe. Mm-hmm. So I'm just I I, I try to get I, I believe I've heard numbers between forty and sixty percent. So I'd so I go with
5: fifty. Well. um you also have to factor in there, though, things like um, H and R Block. You know, your accountant, the, the, the mm-hmm. guy that you wouldn't hire if you didn't have to fill out all these complicated forms.
1: Probably true. Know, true. That, that, well,
5: that's as an individual. Well, but to as, be honest, as a business owner, I, 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 it costs me a lot more. I mean, I've got a, a an accountant that costs me ninety thousand dollars a year. Wow. And his job is to, you know, make payroll and make sure all those millions of little taxes are taken out of everybody's, uh, you know, accounts and all that other stuff. Do you, don't you if, think you would have
1: somebody doing the job of, of accounting of some sort? I mean, they had accountants before they had uh, income tax. Oh, and sure. I'm just wondering, I, I'm thinking that all the accountants in the world won't be out of work if the income tax goes away, but a lot of them will.
5: Well, yes, of course not. But if I, I have an, an accountant who's a CPA because he has to be able to deal with all of the questions that the IRS might have if I get audited at some point. But if you know my, my my business my accounting isn't that complicated if I didn't have to deal with all these millions of uh, of government uh, regulations and taxes I'd have a part time bookkeeper do that stuff
1: mm, right well
5: why don't and you so outs- that, that why don't you outsource 000, that function I consider that a tax
1: I, it, and it is it's essentially a, it's it's a, um, a it's a I don't know protection payment to the accountants or something they haven't mandated from by the law by law. Right right exactly. Well, there's
0: certainly a billion I mean, it's certainly a multi-billion dollar industry the t- the tax business. Mm-hmm. I mean, so there's a there's a major incentive for those guys to lobby hard to keep the taxes around. And
2: what kills well, me and, is I, I, I oh, I'm sorry Brian, go ahead.
5: But it, it's not just the, the the accountants, the other professionals. I, I I've got a tax attorney. He's got a really really nice P51 Mustang that he flies around mm. because of all of his people who pay, who pay him for, you know, keeping them out of trouble with the IRS. I mean, hmm. All that stuff, all of it, is is taxes as far as I'm concerned. So once you add all that up, it might get close to 90%. It, I, 90%. I doubt it's 90.
1: I doubt it's 90. 90 is a lot, but, man, it's a lot. It is a great deal. It really is. Well,
5: for, for a small business, maybe not for, for a... You know, regular employee, but for a small businessman, I got up to 80% pretty quickly a couple of years ago before wow. I just said, I'm, I'm not even going to go any farther because wow. you know, it, it's too much. Now, that's not incremental. It's not no. like if I make another dollar, I've got to pay 80 cents of that, you know, because if I make another dollar, I don't have to buy another accountant. Right. But, but if the money that I pay for my accountant, I could be putting into a consultant mm. or someone to make a product that actually brings me money instead of being a, a total mm. uh, weight there.
1: Well, so one year not too long ago, you you paid basically eighty percent of your um, income in in taxes.
5: I calculated. I, I stopped uh, adding it up when I got to eighty. I it, it was it was more than that because I hadn't added up a lot of you know little personal things like the you know the driver's license fee and all the other stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: Well, Brian, have but you, you considered so, the big items? Got me to eighty percent pretty quickly.
2: Have you thought about outsourcing all of that stuff to uh, one of the uh, yeah. large payroll companies?
5: Uh, yeah, I, I actually have, but the, the accountant has to be there for uh, doing uh, taxes. And so if, you know, he might as well do the payroll every month. Yeah, just uh, because you don't want to do the taxes,
0: because the taxes are so, such mm-hmm. a burden.
5: Yeah, it's quarterly stuff that you have to, the 941s you have to fill in. There's all of the withholding stuff. There's also things, it, it, it gets insidious, because a few years ago uh, we had a guy who was a um, uh, skipped out on some, I don't know, child care payments or something like that, and the court sent us a nice little letter saying that uh, it, it's our job to withhold, you know, three hundred fifty dollars a month from his salary and send it to, to the court instead of giving it to him. So it's those kind of things too that, that you know we're doing the court's dirty work.
2: Right, and those administrative costs aren't reimbursed, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. Right. It's 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 pretty, it's pretty amazing what the the employer ends up getting stuck with. Yep. I, I think not Screwing only did, the pooch. It, it, right, and you you the sexual uh, harassment laws discrimination laws and
0: we had wayne in here last week pointing out that if it weren't for all the taxes and if it weren't for all the regulations he'd probably own a factory by now but he just didn't want to jump through all the hoops he didn't want to um, play ball with the government rules it's just too much we'd have so much more innovation so many more
2: entrepreneurs in this country if there weren't so many regulations and taxes burdening people down people would make more money i work in commercial radio as you guys know and the company I work for, every year, sits us down and makes us watch this ridiculous video on sexual harassment. And the guy comes <laughs> in. Like he, you need it every year? Right, we're in about 80 markets. Yeah. Uh, in the, and this guy flies around the country uh, presenting this stupid video and telling us what is and what isn't harassment. And that's his job. Right. And I'm thinking, there's my race. Yeah. You know? <laughs> thanks, buddy. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Amazing. Brian, yeah.
0: any other thoughts for us?
5: Well, yeah. When you're when you're in a cold climate like that, take it from me. You got to drink lots of water because it's also dry. So uh, stay healthy. Thanks for Thank so call,
0: man. Appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one is the toll free packet eight dot net line. The the taxes are just such a burden. And I think he's right. I mean, it's it's hard. It's so difficult to calculate these things. Because it's easy to look at your uh, your IRS statement. It's easy to look at the the, uh, the the pay stub that you've got to see what the Social Security and the Medicare and all that. But they, it goes so much further than that. And I I still think it's appropriate to lowball it like you do, Mark. You know, 40%, 50%. That's, I mean, it still seems tremendous, I think, to most Basically, people. Basically, you're
1: telling everybody um, that they could double their pay. Yeah. And most people would really love to double their pay. I think most people would like a, you know, 50% rate.
2: Well, that 40% yeah. sounds about believable. Tax Freedom Day is usually,
1: what, first or second the week in June May? or something? Yeah, but, they don't, yeah. but like you said, they don't figure every single thing in the Tax Freedom Day. And how yeah. could
0: they? It's impossible. You couldn't possibly sit down and figure out what the true tax burden of, of Americans are. Property taxes, gas taxes, right. sales it's taxes. It's not possible. There's just one on top of the other. And then there's, of course, layered taxes where you go to the store, you buy a loaf of bread for a buck 50 you You're paying their taxes in there, too. 800-259-9231. Gasoline taxes. Uh, you name it. They're all in there. More on the way. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the packet 8.net toll-free live for you. It is Ian here with you. And Eric. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features on the site totally free, Shrine of Female listeners included. Head over there at shrine.freetalklive.com to take a look at the ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo. That again, shrine.freetalklive.com. And... Do you have a child in your life, be they son, daughter, or sibling, give them financial literacy. A Kid's Journey to Getting Rich by Jewel Thornton teaches a child the basics of finance, money management, and real estate investment. School doesn't teach kids about money, only their loved ones can do that. So give your special child a Kid's Journey to Getting Rich. Order it at akidsjourney.com or call 1-800-657-5066. That's akidsjourney.com or one 800 Six five seven fifty sixty six. As we go straight to the phones and to the fun, let's talk to Owen in Washington. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Eric, and Mark. Hello, Owen.
3: Hey, guys. Hey, Owen, what's yeah, I
6: up? I was listening to you, the, the whole thing about the tax burden in the U.S. Yeah. Now, I posted on the bulletin board, but uh, I know not all your listeners are going to go read the bulletin board, so I'm going to say it again for the air. Okay. The income tax does not apply to the average citizen. Before that's very true. Withheld, now, before the income tax can even be withheld from us from anyone, it can only be withheld from a withholding agent.
0: And a withholding agent is someone who has agreed to uh, no. to to take the money for for no. those people.
6: No, the withholding agent is a legally defined term, and they're required to withhold the money under certain circumstances. It's found in Title Twenty Six, United States Code, Section Seven Seven Zero One.
0: So you're talking about business owners, that sort of thing.
6: I'm talking about I'm talking about the law, period. Anyone.
0: I don't I don't think I quite understand. I can
6: be a withholding agent. You guys can each individual be a withholding agent.
0: Why would anyone want to be a withholding agent?
6: Well, a withholding agent is required to withhold a thirty percent of whatever is paid to a foreign corporation, a non-resident alien, or a foreign tax exempt corporation.
2: That's called backup
0: withholding.
6: <laughs> No, backup of holding is Subtitle C, and that can only be done on attorneys.
0: Okay, so what's your your point?
6: Well, the thing is, though, the tax burden that everyone's having withheld from them is not income tax. It's the voluntary employment tax found under Subtitle C of the Internal Revenue Code. Backup of holding falls under Chapter 24 of the Internal Revenue Code, which can only apply to wages, which is defined in Section 3401.
0: Right. So what you're saying is that employer
6: to an employee. mm -hmm. To be an employee, you have to be an elected official of a of the state or government.
2: Well, Owen, I I no disrespect, but I would seriously go to IRS.gov and download their pamphlet on frivolous tax positions. Uh, And a lot of your arguments are covered.
6: Actually, it's not frivolous at all because uh, the Save Saving Patriot Fellowship was sued by the IRS in the 1990s. The IRS lost.
0: The IRS has lost a number of cases, but it hasn't stopped them from coming
6: after people. That's right. Well, it doesn't mean they won't come after you. They don't care what the law says. Right, as Ed Brown is finding out. I'm telling you what the law says. The Saving Patriot Fellowship does not withhold from any other workers.
0: Right, I see where you're coming from. And and we all, I mean, I I think most all of us agree with you, Owen, that... uh, And
6: before the money can be withheld, you have to give a notice in writing that you want the money withheld. You have to actually make a written request. But nobody does that. Off.
2: Nobody does that. And yes, people just they just, do. They yeah, just yeah, take yeah, the money W anyway. 4 forms.
6: Yeah, W 4 is constituting a legal request mm-hmm. to have money withheld.
0: Now, isn't it possible to uh, to reset those, to go in and fill out another W 4 and essentially say, sure, I don't want you to withhold anymore?
6: If you read a W 4, it says you can correctly check exempt if you have no income tax liability under subtitle A since no citizen has income tax liability, well, virtually no citizen has income tax liability under subtitle A of the Internal Revenue Code, virtually everyone can check exempt.
0: Okay, so why don't more people do it? they Are just afraid? They just don't know?
6: Yeah, exactly. That and the fact, well, here's a big thing. I don't have a social security number, so they can't really be withholding anyways. So two conditions have to exist before they can withhold. Well, one, three conditions. One,
0: you have to one, uh, check that you want them One, you have to. to have a
6: social security number. Okay. Two, you have to... Tell them that you want the, the money withheld. And, and they You're really supposed to be within the District of Columbia and working for this government.
0: Huh. But, so basically what you're saying is everybody uh, goes through this income tax uh, withholding just based out of pure ignorance. They just don't understand what they're doing.
6: Exactly. And, and the laws posted right there. I posted it on the bulletin board system. Okay. It's well, in. Now, you have to go to GPOaccess.gov.
0: And uh, if it's on and, the B- uh, if it's on the BBS, people can grab it there. Now
1: my question is this: um, the income tax was passed in order to uh, make fund the war- fund World War One, right? No. Okay. No, I
6: don't Actually, believe it, it was. The, it was whole, the, the, the whole withholding started in World War Two. It was called. The That's
2: withholding, right? Act. Right. But there was an income oh, no, tax since 1916. Tax.
6: No, actually, the income tax 18. first passed in 1860.
0: 1860 for oh for the uh, Civil War, and then they re- then they repealed it and brought it back.
6: It, no, they never brought it back. It was it was uh, titled income duty. It was passed in 1860. It was implemented, and then and then it subsequently not implemented in 1861. It, it passed it. It went into effect in 1861. And the court said, well, shoot, we can't do this," and it was on the pay of <laughs> army officers only. Mm-hmm. Huh. And then fast forward to 1913. We have the Federal Reserve coming about 1916. We have the 16th Amendment, which came about, which was never properly ratified, but it matters not. Because the Supreme Court has already said the 16th Amendment confers no new powers of taxation.
2: Which is why it's a voluntary thing. Well, voluntary which, compliance. Oh, and well, please, please no, no. explain to us, though, how the 16th Amendment wasn't properly ratified.
6: Didn't have the proper number of states.
2: It did. It had more than no, three-quarters of the states. And again, no, I would I would direct you to the, the IRS publication. They specifically like address
6: that. But, but like I said, it matters not, whether it was ratified or not, because the effect, it changed nothing.
0: Even if it, you're saying, even if it was ratified correctly, it didn't make it a mandatory tax. That's what you're saying.
6: Well, no, the income tax is mandatory.
0: On it certain should, things. how the
6: law applies it. The way that it's applied under law does not apply to citizens.
0: Right, but there are no citizens. Yes, there are. How do you know? How can you prove that?
6: I was born and raised within the 50 states of the Union. What
0: what does that mean? That doesn't mean anything. This means you were born on a plot of land.
6: The thing is, though, the 13th Amendment would automatically void out the 16th Amendment. The 16th Amendment does uh, not actually amend anything in the Constitution. uh, Since it still creates a direct – excuse me, it cannot create a direct tax, because only the direct taxes can be levied on the
3: states. I see where now, you're coming so from, but, but really, you haven't done anything to D. prove
0: you haven't done anything to prove that there are citizens yet. I mean, as I pointed out on the show, the definition of a citizen women. is the definition of a citizen is that uh, you're as a citizen, you're someone who owes a duty of allegiance to a government in return for protection. No. And the government, no, 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 according to Supreme Court cases, says that there is no obligation to protect. So therefore, if there's no obligation to protect, how can there be citizens?
6: Thing is, though, that you're a citizen of one of the 50 states.
2: Are Correct. You? But the same thing that says you were a citizen of the state also says that you are a citizen of the United States of America. But if you if you are
0: if you aren't a, if there's no citizen of the US, then how can there be a citizen of a state?
6: Does the, the, do the states the, have an the obligation the to protect? States, un, the American States United, the loose federation of of uh, sovereign states?
0: Okay, I'm I'm a little bit lost at this to a point.
6: federal government?
1: Mark, um you know, I, all I know is you're going to go to jail if you don't pay your taxes. And well, Ed Brown's not going to go to jail. Well, well
6: yeah, so they're going to try to. Erwin Schiff okay. did. Here's a perfect case. Perfect case. Bernie Cooglin was represented by Lowell B. Kraft in 19. Or excuse me, year 2003, September. Okay. So many counts. It was like I can't remember how many millions of. They said I think it was like 1.3 million dollars that the IRS said she owed. Six or seven counts of failure to file. Six or seven counts of tax evasion.
2: All right. What happened?
6: They were, they were trying to plea bargain with her. They were trying to say, well, uh, um, we'll drop all this if you if you just pay us like two hundred thousand dollars.
0: Why were they doing that?
6: Because they know they were in the wrong.
2: Why? Why is the Brown case the uh, the gentleman is holed up in his home in Plainfield, New Hampshire, and his wife has been convicted of tax evasion? Why did they take the deal file and all of those?
3: The jury,
6: because the jury's ignorant.
2: And what was the
0: difference if between put that? This
6: case. One back, this Vernie Kuglin was a FedEx pilot. The lawyer who represented her was Lowell Beecraft, aka Larry Beecraft.
3: Wow.
1: Okay. Well,
0: Ed, Owen, no, thanks for the call, man. I, I'm totally lost at this point, but I really appreciate hearing from you at
1: 800-259-9231. He's just saying that there's some um, stance for not having to pay taxes, and he's and right. I agree with him. There's some there stance is. for not having to pay taxes legally, and... And, and the IRS can call it but it's dangerous all me. they want to,
0: and and it may or may not be, and it is dangerous because you know they're going to come after you with guns eventually, whether or not, whatever you think about the 16th Amendment, whatever you think about being a citizen, they don't care. And I think that was what Owen's point was. You know, you can you can say what you want. They just don't care. They're going to shoot you. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. The toll-free number, 1-800-259-9231. That's the packet, 8.net toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. Hi, I'm Eric. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, completely free. We do ask that you voluntarily support the show by buying some stuff over at amazon.freetalklive.com. That is amazon.freetalklive.com. When you shop there, anything that you purchase, we get a percentage of. You know them. They're the world's largest internet retailer, so go buy some stuff, amazon.freetalklive.com. And do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? Well, SACL CAI does collections, and they do it in a whole new way. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI, check out their banner at freetalklive.com or call 1-800-544-6359. That's 800-544-6359. Do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live. So we've been talking about taxes, and uh, we just had Owen on the line pointing out that, in his mind, uh, there's no re- legal requirement to pay, uh, to pay income taxes. I personally happen to agree, but I don't really, I don't really care if there is a legal acquir- requirement. There's certainly plenty of people that think that there isn't. Irwin Schiff, as you mentioned, Eric, right. uh, Larkin Rose, a variety of tax freedom advocates have taken a look at the law, and they personally don't believe there is a, a requirement. The IRS rebuts it by saying, oh, your arguments are frivolous. Well, of course, the IRS well, is going to look, say that. Let's
2: look at that for a minute. As far as the income tax, yeah. Let's assume in a perfect world, okay, uh, the government coins money, maintains a military, mm-hmm. um, a couple of other things. That's it. Right, constitutional. Right, yeah. okay. It still needs to pay its military and keep up with weapons and all the things. which there there will be a
1: need for federal money. So, I mean. Th- the, the, the federal government managed to collect money for a long time prior to the income tax, and, and they were successful in doing that. The income tax um, really goes, goes a long ways to funding social welfare programs, um, the growth of the military, and our adventurous uh, tactics throughout the world. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for all these wars that we wanted to fight, you wouldn't have to uh, you know, do what we've been doing. The military could be much smaller. In that and, case. <clears throat> Not I to think- mention
2: the four-cent pennies. Mm. We can't lose those
1: out, right? <laughs> they are expensive. Pen- yeah. Pennies are four cents to produce now. Um, you, you get about 1.7 cents out of each penny if you just melt, melt it down. So a penny is actually worth more than a penny. Yeah. Um, but the the point I was uh, trying to make on this is that the 13th Amendment abolished slavery. And the fact that I have to do the work to fill out the income tax forms is conscription. I have to do that or or I'm going to go to jail, right. essentially. So that's what i feel it makes it illegal you can't make me do anything i am not your slave right if it's a good idea if the military
0: is a good idea so attack of be funded, some other sort then it should be funded voluntarily
1: well i don't know if i'm gonna go that far well uh,
0: but if it's a if it's such a great idea then they wouldn't have a problem getting money for it would they if people feel like the military keeps them safe they'd voluntarily send cash in that sure. would
1: be the argument that of a voluntarist certainly yeah
0: and it, and it works let's go to the phones and talk to uh, ray in illinois you're on free talk live with the American and mark hello ray Hi. Hi, Ray. What's on your mind?
7: Well, uh, I've talked to you guys before about the taxes, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to get into that issue right now. I'd like to just bring up a couple of points. Sure. Re- real quick. Um, according to some documentation that I have here, there's a, um, an issue there that people need to think about. You know, all this thing about this amendment's not ratified and that amendment's not okay. ratified. Well, um, I'm asking about the 17th Amendment, whether what that it? was ever ratified. Which one? Which one is that? Well, that's in regards to uh, election of our senators from the different states.
3: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: At at one point, they were elected uh, by the house, the, the house of the 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 state body of the state that they were from, and now they're elected basically Popular popularly.
7: Vote. By yeah. So, if that 17th Amendment was never ratified. And all the business that the Senate does, and I'm not even going to cover the laws that they approve, mm-hmm. but uh, the Supreme Court justices and approval how they vote on all the appointed officials <laughs> by the president, you know, from Attorney General Gonzalez all the way up. It's all down. null.
0: It's all null and void, is what you're saying. Yeah. But now, how do you what, what evidence do you have that the 17th wasn't properly ratified?
7: Well, um, I can't go all into it out of the phone right now. Right,
0: but you, you say there's some evidence of that.
7: There's a lot of evidence well and like now, like Eric
0: said, what does it matter though i mean if if it's true that the sixteenth wasn't ratified and if it's true that the seventeenth wasn't ratified, so what? I mean, what
2: good's that going to do you in a court of law well, I guess that's what i'm saying is if, if let's assume for a minute that they weren't, right. if we have any faith in our court system as a as a uh, as an arbiter of of disputes, mm-hmm. Supreme Court says it was whether it was or wasn't, Supreme Court said it was. So it was. And that's what goes, because they're the ones in charge of the men with guns. You don't get any higher than that.
7: Well, um, I can recall a few uh, decades back there, Mm -hmm. uh, a certain king of a certain country said that uh, he was going to uh, continue his uh, dictatorship and monarchy over the people that came to this country. Sure. And what did the people say?
0: Well, a percentage of them said screw you, a percentage of them said okay, and a percentage of them didn't care. And I think right. that uh, the majority
7: of people, they wanted to stay neutral, they wanted to go along to get along, and the rest of them uh, uh, just didn't, want, didn't matter anymore.
3: Yep. Well, you it know, there was I only hope, a certain hope...
7: percentage of them that stood up to them, but eventually we became a free country.
0: It's true, and thank goodness for those that did stand up, and, I th- and that's why I'm so thankful that we have uh, people like Ed Brown with the courage to stand up and say F you to the government today, because if it weren't for people like him, I mean, Ed Brown is essentially a uh, the, uh, the direct descendant, um, mentally at least, of those uh, courageous individuals who stood up against the king way back when. And, and it's a good thing that he's around. And thank you for the call. We appreciate hearing from you at 800 259 Eric, I mean, we haven't had you on the show in su- uh, such a while. Well, yeah, Even, it's,
2: uh, I miss being here.
0: It's a, it's always a blast to have you on. It might be thank a little you. bit easier nowadays that you've uh, you've been promoted at the station that you work at, yes. doing uh, 3 to 6 in the afternoons, uh, the afternoon drive slot, very, very coveted. A- a- I'm business. happy about it, because now he's on <laughs> for three
1: hours instead of
2: one hour, right. and I get to listen to yeah. three hours. Now, it was
0: an
1: hour and a half before,
0: I think.
2: was Well, with the commercials, probably an hour and a quarter. That's true. Right. So you've doubled your airtime,
0: which right. is great. More libertarian thought on the air here in New Hampshire. And uh, so just since we haven't asked you yet, how do you feel about the Ed Brown case?
2: We've had him on our radio station. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not even sure if I should say the call letters or not. but It's KBK. WKBK Keene, New Hampshire. Right. Uh, and in fact, I believe the interview with him may be on our website at ah. WKBKAM.com. com. Was he on your show or no? Uh, Dan, Dan? Dan Mitchell's our, our morning guy, right? Um, but you got to you got to admire the man's Stones. You, oh yeah, you really do. And he's calling on. Uh, people to come help him, and I guess people have. I went out there. Right. Okay, you went out there, yeah. and, and the. Uh, nice, nice guy. And the police have no intention of going to get him. Not yet? None. It, well, they've said, it, look, this is a tax case. This is not, you know, he's not a bank robber. He's not a child molester. They're and not going to forget about
0: him. Though. No, they they they're not going to forget
2: about him. And they just figured they'll just wait him out. He will come
3: out that's what eventually. They
2: that's what they think, but he's pretty determined. I mean,
0: I went there, I talked to him myself. He's got solar power, he's got yeah. wind power, he's uh, he's independent, he's got food stocked up. He can up.
2: live off the grid. In, in, yeah. He says he can stay indefinitely.
0: He doesn't want to, I mean, he's 63 years old, he doesn't want to die in jail, and that's sure. what he's going to do if he goes in there. So it'll be really interesting to see if the police keep their word and they stay, on, and they stay out. It's I don't interesting think they will.
2: about his wife, though. The plea bargain fell apart, and they end up convicting her of... Oh, about a million and six charges. Right, because she went back to court. Right. Well, They, they, they convicted them both.
0: He's been convicted. Right. He just hasn't been sentenced yet. The sentencing's coming up in uh, April. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Now, there.
2: can they sentence him if he's not there? In absentia? Yeah. Right. The,
0: the, there was one lawyer that said he doesn't know. He said in 22 years, he's never had a case where someone wasn't there for the sentencing. Right. So he didn't know what was going to happen. Well, we'll keep you up to date as that, uh, as that story develops. Let's go back to the phones, to the amplifier line, and talk to Coffee in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Eric, and Mark.
5: Hi, guys. Hey, Hi. What's up? I'm with you, Mark.
1: Yeah,
0: what's I'm
5: that? Not your, I'm not the slave. <laughs>
3: no. You no, know,
5: I, I used to be like these guys, and I used to pour over the law, and I used to pick apart the IRS code, and the, I can tell you just exactly when I stopped doing that was the first court case where the judge didn't allow the uh, evidence to be presented.
0: Right, which is what they do every single time. It happened in the Ed Brown case. It happened in the Irwin Schiff case. It happened in the Larkin Rose case. They don't want their own law in their own courtrooms. Then they use those
2: cases as precedent for not doing
1: yep, it again. to screw you over. Right. Coffee, yep. unfortunately right. my uh, I'm not a slave argument doesn't hold water all the way to the end. At the end of my argument is, well, I sell gasoline for a living and if you're going to tax my gasoline in order to... Um, you know that I sell in order to pay for your roads that you're building and this is you know my sort of my libertarian belief is that we should at least move to a de- gas tax because it would be fairer then you're forcing me to fill out the paperwork for your gas tax you're forcing me to do all these things and I'm not your slave so unfortunately the I'm not your slave argument in for me unfortunately is that it
5: well, If we can get the first domino to fall, we might be able to get the rest of them to fall, but we've got to get the first one to fall.
1: Yeah, I totally agree.
5: I don't know about you guys, but uh, here where I live in northern Illinois, we've got a gas tax that pays for roads, we've got a referendum that pays for roads, and we've got a line on our property taxes that pay for
1: roads. Don't forget the toll roads. roads. Didn't somebody in your
2: state sell a toll road to a private developer?
3: Was it in (laughs) Illinois? Our governor's governor's considering it, yeah. He's a real bright guy. I agree with you, consider-
2: Coffee. It's just
0: all about not being a slave, and if more people will wake up to that fact and have the courage to just say no to taxes, then there's nothing the government can do about it. They can't put us all in jail, can they? No, well,
5: heck no, and if they want my corpse that bad, let them have it, you know.
0: Thanks for the call, uh, man. Hey, appreciate man. Appreciate hearing from you as always. 800-259-9231, our number two is on the way. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. It is your show, Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're kicking off Hour 2. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the packet. 8.net toll line for you. Ian here with you. I'm Eric and Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features on the site totally free, so do enjoy those there on us. Freetalklive.com. Eric Scott only joining us for a few more moments. He's a busy man, he's got places to go, people to be with, and daughters
2: uh, to tuck into bed.
0: We're glad that you <laughs> we're glad that you stuck around for a little while extra you. because you had another story that I just thought was so amazing. I thought we needed to share it here tonight. This was
2: great. I want to thank FoxNews.com for this one. The people who make Snickers bars have agreed to stop marketing the candy and other candies (laughs) to children under 12. Wait a
0: minute. Snickers, that's that's Mars, isn't it? M&M Mars?
2: Master Foods. Really? Evidently, it used to be M&M Mars. Master Foods owns uh, M&M's, Skittles, Milky Ways, Starburst, Twix, Combos, and Three Musketeers. Wait, Master Foods owns all those? Yes. Okay, so
0: M&M's doesn't even own M&M's anymore?
2: No. M&M Mars doesn't own M&M's. Interesting. It's priceless. But they've decided to cease global marketing because of uh, concerns over childhood obesity. You've got to be kidding me. Nope, not kidding. And they're they're not the first company to do it. They're going to stop marketing just Snickers or all of the above? All of the above.
1: Well, they're going to stop marketing to the kids. The kids. The kids under 12. (laughs) Who the hell you think eats this candy? But, um... (laughs) I think that, uh, for one, you've got to ask a question, uh, who eats candy, just like Eric did. Secondly, this puts Snickers in the category of Joe Camel. Right. Yeah. Um, essentially, what we're saying is, candy's bad for you. And It we're, is. Uh, we're, uh, no, who says? Well, yeah, you, you, you're it's bad to teeth eat. Out. It's, it's well, bad, so bad to eat too much candy. It's bad to eat too much of a lot of things. Yeah. Um, the government shouldn't be involved in any of that, and um, not to say that this is. This is voluntary. Yeah, this but,
0: is a shame that they're doing this.
1: Well, it, it's because they've bowed... They're doing to,
2: it to head off litigation.
1: Right. they they're bowed right. to pressure from uh, groups that, that believe that candy's bad, cigarettes are bad, everything's bad, everything needs to be controlled, But now and you're too damn are, stupid to figure out what goes in your body.
0: But those groups are not going to be able to use this as an example and say, hey, these guys have stopped marketing to kids. They must know there's something wrong with marketing to kids, and they could use that as precedent to, man, uh, to mandate... The all the other uh, candy manufacturers
2: stop marketing to kids. It's already started. Really? In England, Cadbury Schweppes does not advertise to kids under 12, Hmm. and Kraft only markets better-for-you products like juice and crackers to people under 12. Wow.
1: Well, it's voluntary, and I support that, but it's bowing to pressure at the same time, and I don't like that. What's next? Warning labels? On candy? Right. I know.
0: What, is there more uh, like sp- uh, spokesman quotes or that sort of thing on this?
2: Uh, there's a link to it uh, for the Financial Times in the UK because uh, they've, they've got the whole thing. The uh, European Commission is pressuring them on this, so they decided we're going to do it in the U.S. too. Hmm. That's well, incredible. They're going to do it. We're not going to do it. So now
0: since they're saying it's only going to be uh, – okay, here's what I'm thinking. They're saying they're not going to market to kids who are under 12, right? So that means they can still market to kids 12 to 17. Right. So, that doesn't necessarily mean that, unlike uh, the Camel Cigarettes, who had to get rid of Joe Camel, they aren't going to necessarily have to get rid of their characters. Because, for instance, M&M's, you've got the two M&M guys with the arms and the legs and everything. Right. They won't have to get rid of their characters. They just won't run them
2: during Barney. But, well, there's see, there's the question. How do you separate the two groups out? You. Well, yeah, that's difficult, right? Because right. It, it, it
1: is difficult because an 11-year-old boy is likely to, to look at what a 12-year-old boy looks at, sure, looks yeah, at right. on television. This is the same problem
2: with commercial radio and beer. Mm. Uh, a lot of uh, hit radio stations can't take beer ads because you have to prove X amount of your audience is over
1: 21. Mm. How do you prove that? You can't. Well Arbitron doesn't even claim to be able to tell you how much of your audience is anything, quite honestly, they only um, propose to tell you trends
2: right they their estimates and the the statistical sample is so small right it's it's notoriously unreliable It's absolutely the case so here's
0: what i mean it's essentially what I see happening here is they're going they're going to uh, have to eventually stop with the the, the candy icons with the the, the, the little m M&M and m guys they're yep. going
1: to have to stop with that. No more Santa Claus, m M&M m Guys commercials. Sorry, they're dangerous. What, so, what sort of adult m M&M m commercials can you have? I don't know. I mean, can
0: you imagine the m M&M m Guys telling adult jokes? I mean, they're going to have to... These have to... two guys walk into a bar
1: and yeah. eight m and
2: Right. right. I don't get it. I,
1: they're essentially, yeah, it's, it's like a death wish well, for them. It, it, the other thing is is um, the soda manufacturers, candy, candy manufacturers, realize that they imprint kids early. They need to advertise to this market if they're going to get people to buy. their Because some people eat a Snickers bar every day. Mm-hmm. And they don't eat a Snickers bar every day because they started eating Snickers when they were 18 years old. That's true. They, they started eating them before that. In the same way that I like Coca-Cola. I do not like Pepsi. Right It's because somewhere along the line, I decided I liked Coke better. I don't know why, I don't know what managed to make it happen. right um, I don't know if the marketers of Coke know that, but they were successful.
2: I just I figure for the taste. Pepsi always had better ads. <laughs> you know they always did. But yeah, I'm, Coke I'm...
1: never set any pop stars on fire. that's for sure.
2: <laughs> I just don't understand it's, it, and maybe it's the obvious question: Where are the parents? Where are the ones that say, look, put the video game down, mm-hmm. go out and play?
1: Well, they're the same parents that are so scared from the local news that they won't send their kid out to play because they'll get kidnapped by a, killed, guy a, yeah. by a guy in a white van.
2: Yeah, or there's I mean, they, a child be,
1: molester on a bench. Right. They really believe that there's that guy out there. And, they, you know, that statistically, he's just not there.
0: Oh, they're, but now the, <laughs> now the guy can't use M&Ms to uh, lure the kids into the van because <laughs> uh, they, won't, they won't know what they are. They've been using, what are those? They've been using puppies.
1: Yeah, that's true. And no more uh, puppy commercials. Well, they're outlawing dogs in a lot of communities. Uh, dangerous, vicious dogs in mm-hmm. some communities. So, wow, this is it's, nuts. It's, it is nuts. I just I can't
2: nuts imagine nuts and almost, caramel and nougat yeah. and chocolate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like they
0: are writing themselves out of business by doing this because how else are they going to how else are they going to make it?
1: They're probably doing. They they they'll to? probably do a camel uh, what the cigarette uh, companies do to some extent. Is what are they doing? They just they market to kids uh, covertly. How? Well, they a lot of them
2: have websites, interactive websites with games and things like that. The cigarette companies? No, not the cigarette companies. The candy manufacturers.
0: Oh, okay. But, but if the kids don't know about the candy, then they're not going to go to the website.
1: I don't know. I, I, I a mess. I don't have any answers.
0: And I, it's not like I really care that much. I've given up on candy. I think it's bad. It's, it's not good stuff to eat. Certainly, but I would, I would the never sugar. pass a law against it. Um, but, I, but it seems strange. I guess they're just they're scared to death of the lawsuits but as a result of their they're uh, frightened, uh, their, uh, how frightened they are, they're
1: going to put themselves out of business. Well they're speeding up the road to that. Yeah. Well,
2: wow. I, I, it's also interesting that uh, a lot of the food makers and tobacco makers are spinning off their companies. What making do you mean? separate companies like Altria, the, who uh, used to be Philip Morris, so they won't be liable? Right, they're spinning off Kraft Foods and a couple of others hmm. to insulate them in case for instance a huge tobacco settlement comes down. The other companies won't get dragged down with them. So this
0: is just another result of the litigious society that we live in here.
2: And the right? only people who win are the lawyers and the bankers. Yep. And and
1: e- that's ev- it. Every once in a while, the odd smoker gets uh gets some money out of the deal. But it looks to me like we just have more uh, stop smoking ads um put out paid for by smoke uh, by cigarette companies. Yeah, and why don't they get any credit for
2: that? Especially Philip Morris well, has been really good about that. Look, there's no safe cigarette. They have you know go to our website. Well, they good about you know, it because they've
0: been ordered to. I, mean, a, I don't the give them credit order. for
2: it. I, I, but I don't see any other tobacco company doing it. Maybe because maybe because the court
0: know. order has a, a, a certain percentage that says that the biggest of the big companies, Philip Morris, has to do the most advertising. So maybe that's just why no, that you just be. see their commercials more often. Yeah, it
1: could be. I,
0: it's, or maybe it's, a, it's just a bad
1: It's a bad ruling. It's a bad thing. And uh, I feel like uh, Philip Morris should, should tell him to shove it. Yeah. Well...
0: I don't know, man. This is pretty stunning. How do you feel about the candy situation? one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 Do you have kids, and do you feel like this is going to help uh, protect your kids? Are you for this decision on the part of M&Ms? Or on the part of whatever it is? What was there?
2: Master question? Foods.
0: Master Foods. Are you for this, this decision? Because I I don't know. I mean, while I don't well, like the idea of kids getting hooked on candy, it's certainly not good for them. It's certainly not going to help their teeth or anything like that. But again, also, where are the parents? Yeah. That is uh, that is the ultimate question. one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 and uh, let's go to the phones and talk to Don in Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian Eric and Mark. Hello, Don.
7: Howdy guys. Hey how what's on doing, doing good. good, what's up? Oh, geez, no no blip bear, nothing. Just right on in. I'm shocked.
0: There you go. And, what's on what's on your mind?
7: Yeah. Anyways, uh you had a guy in there about an hour ago, Aaron. Uh, he was talking about his act or, uh, tax. Yeah, we
0: had Owen on the line, yeah. Oh,
7: yeah. Uh, may I ask uh, for Owen to give me a ring at, at my home address?
0: Oh, boy. I don't know if you want to give that Seems like a bad idea. Yeah, I don't know if you want to give that information out over the uh, over the Internet. But what you could do, maybe, is uh, we, could, we could put you on hold, and you could give that information to the board operator. And if Owen's still listening, he might be able to call in and get that uh, presuming it's really Owen.
3: <laughs> it's
0: risky. I'll have you give it to the B, uh, the board operator, and you can go from there. Good luck, Don. Thanks. 800-259-9231. More on the way it is. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. It's 1 800 259 9231. Ian here with you. And Mark? You can take control of the airwaves at 800 259 uh, 9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, including the archives. An entire year's worth of the show right there on the front page of the website for your downloaded convenience. So do enjoy those. They are on us, freetalklive.com. And what's your liberty issue? Is it the war on drugs? Is it taxes? The right to bear arms? Well, it's all going to be covered at the upcoming New Hampshire Liberty Forum. You can get registered over at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. Not only will we be covering those topics, privacy will also be on the uh, the list of issues, as well as some ki- uh, killer speakers, including John Stossel, Michael Badnarik, Ron Paul. Who else, who else do we have there? I believe Sharon Harris from the Advocates for Self-Government. A lot. of uh, Jim Babka from DownsizedDC.org. Major libertarian names. And, of course... Uh, the bunch of people from the Free State Project going to be in attendance as well. It's going to be a heck of an event, and it's coming up within a matter of weeks from now, Mark. I mean, we're talking about the end of this month, uh, the very last, I think it's like the last weekend, or the weekend before the last weekend of this month, February 23rd through the 25th.
1: That'd be the last weekend.
0: So get yourself registered over at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. That's freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. As we go uh, to Mark and your story about... Some sort of agonizing immigration search, something that happened at the border.
1: What happened? What's going on? Um, really, really something. This is uh, uh let's see, who was this published by? The Register and the UK, yeah, UK yeah. Register. U.S. immigration officials insisted the sufferer of a of an anal infection remove a small piece of medical thread, which was being used by the doctors to treat the condition. The man required treatment under. General anesthetic as a result. General anesthetic. This is how bad this was. The man had an anal fistula, which was a painful channel that can develop between the anus caused by an infection or digestive condition, such as Crohn's disease. Um, more de- details, if you need them, is, are available at okay. <laughs> <laughs> this particular site here. Arriving on uh, holiday uh, vacation, I guess, in New York uh, in August last year, the unnamed 48-year-old was interrogated and searched by immigration officers, according to a letter appearing in medical journal the lancet the rectal examination discovered a device called a seton which doctors in the uk had insert, inserted into the fistula to help control long term infection hmm. the seton was made of a blue braided medical suture material knotted and passed into into the hole where the fistula surfaced after one baffled immigration officer, officer pulled very hard on the Seton, the patient was oh, given the choice by the baffled immigration officers to either um, of either getting into the next plane home or submitting himself to a procedure to have it removed. <gasps> Happily. Because the, they didn't know what it was. Right. Oh, my God. Happily, as the lands... Right. I mean, you know, there's a piece of thread here and it's attached to you somehow. I'm sorry. There's a problem. Wow. We, we just can't have this in our country. Happily, as the Lancet's correspondent notes, the curious immigration officers yanking the Seton did not damage the <laughs> a- anal um, sphincter muscles encircled by it. Oh my God. The uh, Seton was duly removed by an airport doctor. There's an airport doctor? <laughs> who claimed to have no idea what it was. The man now requires treatment under general anesthetic to have the replacement inserted. Replacement. If you want to go on vacation here, you're going to have to have your Seton removed. Sorry. It's got a thread in it that hangs at your butt. We can't is have there
0: any wonder why the the uh, the vacationers, uh, the international vacationers, the numbers of them have dropped by nearly one fifth since right.
1: 2001? We're we're not a fun place to come see anymore because of all the stuff that they have to go through to get here. People are gonna. There's a certain amount of people that are gonna stay home if you if you cause them anal pain. And
0: it's only going to get worse when these when news of these stories get out around the world. And this is getting out. It's in the United Kingdom. This story. When more people read about how uh, oppressive the United States government is at the borders, they're just going to say, yeah, you know, let's go to Australia this year instead. Let's go to Belarus.
1: Let's right. go to uh, Argentina. When I think about it, it just makes me mad at my customs agents, but they are American customs agents. There's nothing yeah. I can do about that. I'm not leaving the country. So, um, and, no, well, it makes me sad because we're going to hurt. I, uh, the economy is
0: hurting because sure. of this. One-fifth less international travelers, that's a big deal. That's significant. It's a lot of people not going to Disney. Millions of dollars, people not spending in this country. Spending it elsewhere. (laughs) And people around here complain because of... uh, yeah. Oh, we can't. This is America. This is America. We we have plenty of people coming over here. What's a co- what's another couple of foreigners not making it? Well, this isn't just a couple of people. Right. It's not, not their paycheck that
1: they're talking about. And and right. they may very well be talking about their paycheck, but it's so far down the line from right. their paycheck they, they, they don't the ones, realize it. They
0: aren't the ones running the bed and breakfast. They aren't the ones running the hotel chains. They aren't the ones running the, uh, Selling the tourist places.
1: widgets and gizmos to right. uh, people on the streets of New York City. Or the flamingos in Florida, yeah. Or, or whatever it is. Um, they don't rely Koshkis. directly on the the foreign dollars so it doesn't matter to them they do rely on foreign dollars they just don't realize yep them. this
0: isn't good at all
1: is there any more on that story uh that's that's really it wow. uh, i wish that there were some really great quotes from the uh, uh apparently baffled customs one
0: eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. in other news speaking about identification and movement from place to place a revolt against national driver's licenses which began in Maine last month, is now quickly spreading to other states. So this is a little bit of good news, hopefully, Mark, to counter that from the AP. The Maine legislature on January 26th overwhelmingly passed a resolution objecting to the, uh, the Real ID Act of 2005. The federal law sets a national standard for driver's licenses and requires states to link their record-keeping systems to national databases, as we well know here on Free Talk Live. We've been following this for a while. Within a week of Maine's action, now what have we, ta- what have we told you on this show about politicians being followers? They love to find a parade and run out in front of it. Mm -hmm. And luckily in this case, this is finally a good parade for them to run out in front of. That is, opposing Real ID. Lawmakers in Georgia, Wyoming, Montana, New Mexico, Vermont, and Washington also balked at Real ID. They are soon expected to pass laws or adopt resolutions declining to participate in the Federal Identification Network. Matt Sundean, a transportation analyst for the National Conference of State Legislators, said it's a whole privacy thing. A lot of legislators are concerned about privacy issues and the cost.
1: That, you're right, that's what they're concerned. It's the latter. It's, it's not the privacy. They're, they're going to say it's the privacy, but they make themselves look when they good. They they make come, like when when they When this care. comes with a uh, you know a billion dollars bow tie or uh, you know with a ribbon tied on it for these for each state that's going to do this, then they're all ready to do it. And so it has nothing to do with it has nothing to do with privacy other than that's what they're going to label it as. Yeah. Uh, these politicians they want the you know they want the money. The bureaucrats want the money and they're making the politicians sure. ask for it. Yeah. So I, you know I'm I'm not uh, color me unimpressed. I'm um, not impressed either but it's a, still it's a good thing. It's it's a good thing but I, you know, I don't really care that much about real ID that, Why not? I, why don't I care about yeah. it? Yeah. National ID man your papers please right here in America. Well um we already have papers. Is all it's doing is but it's changing centralized. The it's even more centralized. It's That's, not you that can't much supportive more supportive that. I'm, I'm I'm not supportive of the centralization because the centralization is going to cost billions and billions of dollars. So then you're just like the politicians. Then
0: you're only opposing it because it costs money. Um the
1: you're no, not opposed to it because the, the, the politicians would do it because um, if they got the money, I would not do it because I know that the money comes from taxpayers, and I don't propose to um, tax people for the system. It.
0: But even if they got the money, you you still wouldn't be against it? Hold if on. they were given the billions of dollars, you still By would whom? be against Who? it? Who
1: are they going to give the billions of dollars from? By the federal government. The federal government, what, is going to print the money? Yes, as they always do. Well, fine. Then, then what they're doing, doing is lowering the value of the money that I already have. They're taxing me for so it.
0: So you'd be against it on the monetary I'm, level.
1: I'm against it on the monetary level, period. But you don't care
0: because that the, essentially, wait, wait, wait. The you
1: don't care that the Department of Homeland
0: Security head is going to be able to just carte blanche, make regulations for people's driver's licenses? That doesn't bother you at all? I th- well, currently, These same guys that are listening to your phone conversation? Currently the, their
1: emails? currently, the state DOT, can, or whoever, Department of Motor Vehicles, makes whatever um, you know carte blanche uh, True, requirement for my... Um, it doesn't yeah. really matter. It's it's some damn bureaucrat, some
0: damn where, deciding what goes changes. on some damn car. Right, but they don't make the changes very often. It's, about the, money, can, Ian, no, it's about the money, Ian. They're just going to waste a bunch of money. 800-259-9231, the toll-free number. You can take control of the airwaves. It is your show. It is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airways. toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's one 800 259 the packet 8.net toll a free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark? You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free. The wiki included over a thousand pages of stuff created by listeners like you. So head over to wiki.freetalklive.com to see what that's all about. That's wiki dot freetalklive dot com and February's winner of the Lysander Spooner Award, Radicals for Capitalism, a freewheeling history of the modern American libertarian movement by Brian Doherty, outlines both the history of libertarianism and its true influence yet to come. Check out this and many other books and videos on liberty at lfb dot com. That's laissez faire books at lfb dot com. So we we're talking about the 34 states lining up against national ID. I think it's good news. Mark really doesn't seem to care very much.
1: No, I'm, uh, I consider it good news. I consider it oh, very okay. good news. Oh, okay, good. You sort of fooled me. I thought for, I'm for only telling it. you that I, I, from an ideological standpoint, it doesn't bother me a great deal. What bothers me is them wasting money on it. And I think that that's the largest issue here.
0: Well, and that is what the states are saying. They're angry about the $11 billion implementation cost of this program. And so now a number of other states, besides Maine, who had got on board about a week or so ago, now Vermont, New Mexico, Montana, Wyoming, Washington, and Georgia, all saying, you know what, we're not going to do this Real ID thing either. Law supporters say it's needed to prevent terrorists and illegal immigrants from getting fake identification cards.
1: Which, of course, is bunk. Oh, I don't think that it'll uh, – I, I, I think it'll fail probably as, as often as the state ID cards do. Um, I don't see why they're going to prevent anything.
0: States will have to comply by May of 2008. If they do not, driver's licenses that fall short of Real ID standards cannot be used to board an airplane or enter a federal building or open some bank accounts.
1: Not if 34 of the states say no way.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, about a dozen states have active legislation against Real ID, including Arizona, blah, 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 Georgia, Hawaii, Massachusetts, Missouri, uh, Missouri, New Hampshire, Oklahoma, Utah, and Wyoming. Missouri state representative said uh, formed a coalition of lawmakers from 34 states to file bills that oppose a protest real ID saying, quote, this is almost a frontal assault on the freedoms of America when they require us to carry a national ID to monitor where we are. He says that's going too far. And I agree with him. Guest proposed a, legislation, uh, a resolution rather last week opposing Real ID and said he expects it, to, uh, expects it will pass quickly in the legislature. He says it does nothing to stop terrorism. Don't burden the American people with this requirement to carry the ID. Though most states oppose the law, some such as Indiana and Maryland are looking to comply with Real ID. The issue might be moot for the states if Congress takes action, however. Republican Senator John Sununu of New Hampshire, along with Democratic Senator Daniel Akaka, ...of Hawaii, filed a bill last year to repeal the law. He expects similar legislation will be introduced soon. Sununu said, quote, "...the federal government should not be in charge of defining and issuing driver's licenses." And I agree completely. Privacy advocates say a national driver's license will promote identity theft. The ACLU said the real ID ordered by Congress would require a digital photo and probably a fingerprint on each driver's license or state-issued ID card. That, he said, will make it more valuable to identity thieves because the ID card will be accepted as much more than a driving credential." Yeah, imagine that. If you get the uh, the real ID, it's got your fingerprint on it, and someone steals your real ID, then they've got your fingerprint as well, or your retina
1: scan information, or whatever I, else. I don't they know what the values of there. these things are. I don't make a living stealing uh, people's identities either. It's not either. something I want to give away. It, I, I would concur with you. It seems like your driver's license is accepted as your form of identification in most cases. Um, sometimes, some places you need to show two forms of ID, and usually they're government mm-hmm. forms of some sort or another. Usually you don't have to show a birth certificate and a, uh, a driver's license. Uh, sometimes you can come up with a passport, but you know passports are going to be a pain in the butt here shortly too. They are,
0: and in fact I think he,
1: they are now starting January first. I don't know. I still have mine. There's a there's
0: a real uh, there's the RFID chip in them as of January first. Mm-hmm. The ACLU guy said it's going to be a honeypot out there that's going to be irresistible to identity thieves, which he said could buy a real ID from a Rogue Motor Vehicle Department employee, which they've already found the DMV employees are already being bought off by the people that are sure looking they for are. these things.
1: These DMV employees are making what? $30,000 a year? Sure. Are you telling me um, that the uh, the immigrant illegal immigrant, the, the, coyotes. the coyotes, these coyotes um, don't find a value be, to be able to provide people with mm-hmm. new identities when they come to America. Are you telling me um, that these people pay $10,000 in some cases to come to the United States, that they can't make it 11000 and then pay a, a DMV person a grand to uh, do this? I, I, I'm, t- I'm telling you, it's going to be done.
0: He said they could buy a real ID from a rogue motor vehicle department employee with his own photo and fingerprint on it saying the victim is never going to be able to undo this Other criticisms include other criticisms include some states will have to invest millions in new computer systems cuz they're still running on old like Adtran Uh, green-screen-style monochrome computer systems from 1987 in many cases. They'll have to invest millions in new computer systems that can communicate with federal databases. That's something that they probably won't be able to accomplish by the deadline. Of course not. These guys can't can't get their S together, these states, these governments. They gave them a deadline, but that doesn't mean anything about them making it. They can't get it together. It'll be difficult to comply with the requirement that the license applicants prove they're in the country legally. There are more than 100 different immigration statutes, which will pose problems for motor vehicle clerks unfamiliar with immigration law. And it doesn't solve the problem of terrorism. Oklahoma Oklahoma City bomber Timothy McVeigh and some of the hijackers from September 11th had legitimate driver's licenses. Mm -hmm. Even the requirements that applicants' full legal names appear on licenses will pose problems because some states limit the number of characters on the face of the card. So there's all sorts of bureaucratic hurdles and, and uh, just re- requirements that aren't going to be able to be met, not going to be, and even if they can meet them, they won't be able to meet them in the scheduled period of time. And even if they do meet them, then there's nothing in the national ID card, at least in the uh, the real ID legislation, that would prevent the national uh, guy, the guy who's in charge of the Department of Homeland Security, Michael Chertoff, that would prevent him from just changing the rules the next year. So they could start this real ID program, and then all the states could jump through the hoops and make those changes, and then Michael Chertoff could say hmm, I think I want a retina scan on this next year. Okay, let's make retina scan cards now, and then they'd have to go and jump through all those hoops again. So this this deserves opposition for a variety of different reasons, and thank goodness the states are about to stand up to it. I think it's good news. Let's go to the phones and talk to Rebel in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live with the Mark. Hello, Rebel.
4: What's up, gentlemen? Hey, what's up? Hey, uh, actually, I was calling to see if... Um Actually, I was reading on NH3.com that the Stossel speech is sold out. Is it? Yeah, because... Well, that's uh, good actually, news. <laughs> it is and it isn't. I mean, my buddy and I were trying to come out there, and obviously we waited until the last minute. But the, the thing was is that we originally had my brother come with us, mm-hmm. but he he had to wait on uh, his probation officer to you know, let him know whether he can leave the state or not. Mm. And obviously he can't leave the state. And, uh, actually, I'm on a probation myself, <laughs>
3: mm.
4: but uh, I'm not even going to ask if I can leave the stay, obviously. But uh, it just seems like, you know, if the Stossel speech is sold out, it, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's not the high draw that, that, you know, there was, you know. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would love to come and see, you know, you guys. And, well, I don't
0: um, know about you, but I'm not going to be able to go see the, the Stossel speech. We've got a show to do during that time. He's speaking the evening. And I'm really excited about attending all the rest of the events. I mean, if, if all you were going for was Stossel, then, hey, don't go. But No, uh, I mean, hmm?
4: no but I mean, yeah, I, the thing is, is like my buddy, he, he's kind of like a new recruit, you know. And, yeah. and Stossel is kind of a major draw for him, you know. And I see. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I would be willing to put the money out, for, you know, just to come. Just because, you know, but. Well, as you know, the
0: Stossel speech was extra. It was above and beyond the actual admission price. So there's going to be plenty of other reasons to go to this event. There's uh, Jim Babka and uh, the Advocates for Self Government. There's going to be a variety of really great speakers. They may not have the name recognition of Stossel, but they're certainly more libertarian. And, uh, I mean, John Stossel barely ever uses the, the name, the term libertarian in his news reports. So, I mean, I think you're gonna be, I think you're gonna be really satisfied with the rest of the programming there. But if you can't make it, you know, if, if it doesn't feel like coming, then oh, no big deal. Maybe next year.
4: Well, I mean, I I definitely have the money for it. I just, you know, I I kind of wanted to, you know, meet him myself. Well, that uh, doesn't.
0: Now, I don't think that necessarily means you won't be able to meet him. I'm not going to make any guarantees. I don't know about this, Mark, but I would imagine there's a chance that after the speech, maybe he'll come out of the uh, the speaking room and sign some books or give some autographs or something like that. It
1: seems like it. For the kind of money he's they're spending on him, you would think that he's going to be around a little bit. You
0: know what I would do? Here's what I'd do if I were you, Rebel. Go to the Free State Project website. And go to the Liberty Forum sub-area sub, sub area and look for Irena Goddard's email address. It's igoddard at freestateproject.org. But you'll right. look for the link for her email address. Shoot her an email and see that if there's some way that maybe you could get sort of a backup ticket or, you know, in case somebody cancels and they've got an open seat or two, uh, maybe right. you could do that. Or secondly, ask her if there's a chance that even though sh- even though you won't be able to make it to the speech, that you might be able to still shake hands with John and that sort of
3: thing. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'll, I would do.
0: Good I'll luck, do sir. And thanks for the call. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Still, it's going to be an awesome event. Whether or not you can make, make it to the Stossel Special, the rest of the time, is just going to be tremendous. And hope to see you there. 1-800-259-9231. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, totally free. So do enjoy those. They are on us. So we do ask that you voluntarily support the show by going and voting for Free Talk Live. Yes, you finally can vote for the show. It took Podcast Alley several days this month. To get back online, they uh, normally we send out a voting notice on the first of the month because, uh, well, we ask for you to go and vote for the show because your votes help propel us up the top ten podcast charts at podcastalley.com. But where we had to wait for a while because they had shut down the website on us. So now the site's back online, and now you can go and vote at vote.freetalklive.com. And it makes a, di- a big difference for us because it helps propel us up the charts, and that means more people coming across the show, more new people coming across the message of freedom and liberty. If that's important to you, then head over to vote.freetalklive.com right now. It takes you less than a minute. All you need is your email address, and we'd really appreciate it. Vote. Freetalklive.com As we go to the phones, the amplifier line, and it's Dennis in New Hampshire. Dennis Goddard, as a matter of fact, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello.
8: Hey, guys.
0: Hey, husband of Irina Goddard. We were just talking about your wife a moment ago.
8: You were? Well, I don't know if I can allow you talking about my wife behind my back now. (laughs) But, hey, I I, I have to say, thank God you guys are back on the air tonight. I was going nuts without my FTL fix. I can't believe
1: how many emails I got from uh, people just saying the same thing.
8: Yeah, so hey, if there's a program director out there, don't you guys dare drop FTL, because, like, the junkies will go nuts.
0: It's good to be back, Dennis. So what's on your mind?
8: So, the, the there was a caller just now who was talking about he's bummed because this Stossel thing is sold out, and that's a real problem for him. Right, he wanted to bring um,
0: his friend to meet John.
8: I just got word from Irina. The, it, it, it's official. It, it turns out that John Stossel is good buddies with uh, Rob Campia, the guy in charge of the Marijuana Policy Project. Okay. And so the Marijuana Policy Project is sponsoring a reception for John Stossel after his keynote
0: speech. Oh, Neat. way cool.
8: And that reception is open to anybody attending the forum, even, if, you know, that, even for people who didn't have tickets to see his speech.
0: Breaking news. Yes, this is breaking news, and that's excellent news as well. So it's going to be right, I'm looking at the schedule of events here, it looks like it's going to be Saturday night, and right after the John Stossel keynote speech and the dinner is over, so 9 o'clock on Saturday night, if you're at the event, if you're attending the Liberty Forum, you will get to go and meet with John, and I presume that means he'll be signing books and that sort of thing?
8: Uh, the book signing and stuff, I believe, is going to be during the day. Oh. There's the whole exhibitor section. They're going to have some time before the keynote.
0: Oh, so there's going to be uh, more or, than one opportunity to meet with John.
8: Oh, yeah. So That's if you want to great. do a book signing, get there early.
0: Fantastic. Very cool, Dennis. Anything else on your mind? Anything else breaking? Anything else we need to know about the uh, the forum?
8: Not about the forum. There's all kinds of crazy stuff happening in New Hampshire. One... Uh, one thing I just wanted to point out is there was a crazy cool bill that was introduced in the state house last week that I don't think is going to get signed by the governor, but it was just awesome to listen to. One of the most libertarian, probably the most libertarian reps in the uh, in the state house introduced a bill that would have got rid of the existing court system. Just what? Gotten rid of it.
0: And yeah. replaced it with what?
8: A common law court system, and I don't... Fully understand what that means, but hmm. the bill was full of references to the corporate United States government and how oh. this would replace our deference to the corporate federal government back to the actual government that the huh. Constitution set up. Who was the rep? A uh, fellow named Dick Marple.
0: Interesting. Very cool. Oh, I'm yes. looking also. Hey, I'm looking at the uh, the Liberty Forum. Uh, Schedule here, and it looks like there's also something new that's been added. Apparently, there's going to be a free screening of America from Freedom to Fascism as well.
8: Yeah, it, it turns really out great. Aaron Russo was actually in contact with uh, with Irena and uh, he really apologized. He can't be there and stuff, but he he gave the official blessing. You know, yeah, it's cool if if we can show it, show it to as many people as possible, and make it. He's treat. a good guy. So
3: that's way cool. That's the
8: deal.
0: Awesome. So so much going on. How's the general registration going for uh, for the event itself? How close? Is there going to be a sellout point, or, or can we just pack as many people in as possible? Is,
1: is also, um, second question from uh, business side, is there a break-even point for the Free State Project? Because I know that this is outreach, and there's a really good chance that it could be in the red, and it's, it's sort of on its first year, it's, maybe it's supposed to be in the red. I mean, it's, it's really intended to get people to sign up for the Free State Project as opposed to pay for itself, but it would be really awesome if it did. Is there a break-even point, and how close are we to that?
8: Well, I, I would take exception to the idea that it's, it's supposed to get science for the Free State Project. I think it's just about activating people in New Hampshire as well, like having them meet these Free State crazy people and maybe mm-hmm. realize that they're not totally crazy and we have a lot of the same goals and let's make sure there's never an income or sales tax in this state and sure. all kinds of stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, there is a break-even point, and it's been passed. Awesome. And
3: Congratulations. I know for some
8: events that are big, it's going to be, you know, hard to pack the right number of people into the room there's only so many you know spots first in a come room. first
1: serve if the fire marshal comes i'll just tackle him
8: <laughs> yeah you do that mark i'm sure you will <laughs>
1: i'll just distract him with some jokes
0: well this is good news then dennis so since it's been so successful since the stossel dinner has sold out since the event itself has bro- uh, has broken even there's still some hotel spaces left i as last i heard the uh, the discounted rooms are sold out is that correct
8: The discounted rooms are sold out. I'm actually not sure what the current status is with just, like, the regular hotel rooms. I Mm -hmm. think, you know, there are some available, but I don't know for sure. And I know that we have more space for, like, you know, people to – oh, I know that the the Bodnarik dinner is going to – you know, there's still space available there. It's it's not huge amounts, but it's not yet in immediate danger of selling out. Okay. yeah, there's there's definitely stuff to see and do. It should be awesome.
0: So this is good news, then, because since you made the break-even point, that tells me there's going to be a Liberty Forum next year, then, isn't there?
8: I certainly hope so. Every, I, I know a couple of people who do, um, like, science fiction conventions, mm-hmm. and they all told us, oh, yeah, the first year, you run at a loss. That's just the deal. So right, that was what I was, cool I was expecting
1: up. to see, and, and I have absolutely uh, worked at the setting up of science fiction conventions, but <laughs>
0: I was expecting
8: that.
1: <laughs> hey, Dennis, one more thing. Next year, here's a
0: suggestion for a special guest. How about Penn & Teller?
8: Ooh. That would be awesome. Ooh. Start I'd working like on to that. That would some sci-fi authors. At, uh, authors Terry I, Goodkind, I was just reading Smith. And right. Of course, right. we had Terry Goodkind. There's some great libertarian sci-fi authors. It would be awesome.
0: Well, get get working on it, and we look forward to uh, to talking about that soon. And of course, we'll see you at the forum, Dennis. Thanks for the call, man. Yeah. There, guys. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. You know, Mark, that's such good news. It's so I'm so refreshed by that because I was worried, to be honest with you. At the beginning of this year, I had heard rumors that they weren't doing so well with the ticket sales. And so we started pushing it even harder here on Free Talk Live, and I know they've been advertising it everywhere and, and really making sure the word got out about it. I am so pleased that they have made the uh, the point that they need to make on this.
1: Free Talk Live's got the muscle. There you go. It got, does it. L. Neal Smith, haven't heard of this guy. You I, haven't?
0: No. Oh, I, he's big. He's like a huge sci-fi author who's well, a major libertarian. But I don't have
1: any way to find out about these things. You know, I mean, how... You just how? don't... Well, why not? What do you mean? You know? how, how am I going to find out about Neil Smith being a libertarian author? I guess it's probably because you, you, you weren't
0: ever in the Libertarian Party, and I think that um, on some of the Libertarian Party newsletters, they talk about him. Even
1: when I see a newsletter, I skip over most everything that's not issues-oriented yeah. because it's, I read so much that's um, for work on the Internet. Right. And for me, it's harder to read on a computer because
0: I'm old. Uh, you know what you could do, Mark? If you like libertarian fiction – I bet if you went to the Advocates website at theadvocates.org, I know they have a list of sort of libertarian luminaries, Mm -hmm. and they're broken down by category, so Mm -hmm. you could actually go there and and look for other libertarian authors. Hmm. But Elniel Smith is pretty big. In fact, he ran for uh, president. For the Libertarian Party, hmm. he didn't actually get the nomination. I believe Harry Brown got the nomination that mm-hmm. year, but he was running up against uh, Harry Brown at one point.
1: So. Well, I'll have to check one, check out one of his books. I
0: believe the most popular of his is something called The Probability Brooch. I see. I've never read it, don't know much about it, but well, it's supposed to be pretty good.
1: I'm waiting for uh, Terry Goodkind's uh, book to come into paperback. Phantom? Um, is it Phantom? Phantom, the new one, right? Fan- Phantom, newest. Phantom's. yeah, the one that's, that's out. I'm waiting for that to come out in paperback. And then, and then there's going to be the final one. The, the final that. one that is yet to be um, named. Exactly.
0: All right, 800-259-9231, security crackdown underway in Baghdad. I don't know if we're going to get to that, but there's still so much to talk about on the way, including a very strange marriage initiative. What is it that uh, that you had something about some sort of marriage thing going on with homosexuals advocating for, what is it, a law that's going to mandate that heterosexual couples actually have children or they'll get their marriage annulled?
1: I'm sure that the... the, uh... Pro same-sex marriage people would uh, take exception to you just calling them gay. Um, from the uh, Associated Press, you did. You I said did. homosexuals are advocating. Da-da-da-da-da. Right. Did I say gay? No, you said homosexual. Oh, so it's bad to say homosexual? No, I'm just saying that the same-sex marriage people may not yeah. all be. I I am for same-sex marriage. Oh, I see what you mean. Well, so am I. Yeah. Well, we're not gay. Okay. As much as people might think otherwise. <laughs> From the Associated Press, an initiative filed by proponents of same-sex marriage would require heterosexual couples to have kids within three years or else have their marriage annulled. Now, why is that exactly? What's the point? Well, let's read on and then we can discuss it afterwards. All right. How's that? Uh, Initiative uh, 957 was filed by the Washington Defense of Marriage Alliance. The group was uh, formed last summer after the state Supreme Court upheld Washington's ban on same-sex marriage. Um, under the uh, initiative, marriage would be limited to men and women who are able to have children. Couples would be required to prove that they have children, um, that they can have children in order to get a marriage license. And if they did not have children within three years, their marriage would be subject to annulment. I don't think I like this idea very much. We'll talk about it here in a little while as to why. Hour number three
0: is on the way. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up anything. At 1-800-259-9231, that's the packet 8.net toll-free line. Anything goes. Hour three's coming up. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the, the airwaves. Toll free at 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. That's 1-800-259-9231. The pack at 8.net. Toll free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free and do enjoy those. They're on us. That again, freetalklive.com. So, Mark, we're continuing the story from last hour. We just touched on the very beginning of it. It's some very strange Marriage law being proposed, was it uh, on a state level?
1: It was uh, Washington State. Washington State. The idea is, is that uh, the proponents of same-sex marriage would require heterosexual couples to have kids within three, to first be able to prove that they could have children, period. Mm-hmm. And if they could then prove that, to have those children within three years of being married. Now, why is that? Well, um, let me let me finish the article, and then we can discuss All right. the, any of the possibilities. All other marriages would be defined as, quote-unquote, unrecognized, and people in those marriages would be ineligible to receive any marriage benefits. Mm. Strangely similar to gay marriage. Uh-huh. For many years, social conservatives have claimed that marriage exists solely for the purpose of procreation. I don't know if they um, claim that it's entirely that, but... No, they it, say it's supposed to be
0: between a man and a woman. That's what they say.
1: And, and then you would ask them, well, why? Well, because... They, they have right. babies. It, well, one right, having babies, uh, god, you know, it's natural. Why is it natural? Well, people have babies. It's mm-hmm. it's sort of the end of the argument and it makes some sense, I guess. The time has come for these conservatives to be doused with their own medicine," says Wad yeah. Doma, um, organizer Gregory Gadow in a get. printed statement. If same-sex couples should be barred from marriage because they can not have children together, it follows that all couples who cannot have <laughs> um, children together should be equally barred from marriage. I think that's brilliant. I think that's, I think it's a brilliant move. I I don't support I it. I don't support it in principle because right. um, what if they get it passed? you know what mess. I mean, politicians are notorious once you, you turn something over to the state they they can do whatever they want with sure. it and they've filed for it and they hope to have it uh, go through i think it i think it makes a great statement and the statement is hey your whole thing about uh, you know males and females having kids together is bunk it doesn't make any sense uh, old people old men and women can get married um you know sterile men and women can get married how come gay people can't get married and now
0: besides the last thing we need are more kids around here anyway
1: I think the kids are good. Um, kids drive the economy; There are new people entering the economy, and that's that's a very good thing. True. Um, the but when when you're talking about you got me off track there. I'm that's sorry. Okay. Um, but when you're talking about uh, the the gay marriage issue, I I don't think that marriage should be something that the government isn't necessarily involved in. I agree completely. There does, does not, not need to be such a thing as a marriage license. I don't see why the state or federal government um, passes out a marriage license. Money,
0: money, money, money. Well, that's the only answer because
1: I, I answered a few questions with my wife when I went in there. I mean, it's not like they're licensing me for anything. It used to be, um, you know, syphilis was the reason that they managed to pass off, and then, um, it's ninety dollars here, ninety dollars there, it all adds up. Don't forget the don't forget the divorce thing too. Sure, there's Um, even more money in those. There's no reason whatever that the government is involved in marriage. This should be an issue of the church. And this is a perfect example. This
0: article. It's a perfect example of what happens when you try to use the government for your own ends. Mm-hmm. This is a perfect example of turnaround is fair play when it comes to the government. Because initially, the the anti-gay marriage people were ready to use the government's laws to prevent gay people from getting married. They want to make sure that gay people can't get married for whatever their reason is. I don't really even understand it. It's just hatred of gay people, I mm-hmm. think. And now they're going to have the tables turned on them if this law is successful, or at least this is a perfect example of how the tables can be turned, to say, oh, well, you wanted to use the law to protect your silly little marriage idea from gay people um, taking advantage of it or gay people using it, and now they're going to turn it around on you to say, well, you want to get married? Well, you're going to have to jump through some extra hoops. You want to get married? You're going to have to have kids. And not everybody that wants to get married wants to necessarily have kids, but this is, how, this is how the cookie crumbles, and this is how the tables turn when it comes to government. You give the government power to take away something that someone else wants, you're giving them the exact same power to take away something
1: that you want. That's how it is, yep, and um not all couples can have kids at least easily, and it should be interesting to see sure. what the the proof would be that you would have to give to the state it's going to be expensive to prove that you can have children, well realistically, this isn't going to go anywhere realistically, it probably doesn't even have a chance i, I realistically i would no, again, i would i would say that you're you're just guessing though. it is washington I mean, state I'm guessing too i don't I would imagine that the eastern portion of Washington state's probably conservative, the western yeah. portion's probably liberal i don't know um i don't propose to know, and it, this kind of playing with the legislators is, is dangerous business as far as I'm concerned. You don't give these people an opportunity to pass another law because they're liable to do it. And I don't think that married people should be forced to have kids, but I don't think the gay people should be excluded. I think really Absolutely. the best thing to do, would have been to, to get the, the, whole get the thing, government
0: out of marriage. Get and the government
1: out of marriage. And it's unfortunate that no one is proposing that idea. That idea has never been on the table. I, I agree with you, but if you're saying that this legislation is unlikely to pass, then um, so the, other other one, one. the other one's unlikely to pass, and it won't get press. Right. It's even more so unlikely to pass
0: the other one because it would abolish the, the government marriage license, mm-hmm. which would deprive them of their much, much needed money. <laughs> the government needs their money, and they'll fight to the teeth to make sure they can keep it. Yeah. All right. 800-259-9231. If you've got comments on that in other news, the AP is reporting... That media company Viacom Incorporated, which owns cable networks MTV, VH1, Nickelodeon, and Paramount Pictures Movie Studios, asked YouTube on Friday to remove more than 100,000 unauthorized clips from its highly popular video-sharing site. Now, what this story is all about, as you'll see here, Mark, is essentially new media versus old media. Mm. It's the old dying monster versus uh, the new media giant that is YouTube.
1: Intellectual property, too.
0: Intellectual property, but it's interesting. They're just being asked to move to remove the videos at this point. It's not a court order or anything like that. So that's good. It's good that they didn't go to court over this.
1: I'll tell you, I've seen a lot of uh, regular television type clips on YouTube. mm -hmm. I enjoy being able to do that. Um, I I like the. So do a lot of people because you don't have to watch the whole show. You don't have to watch the commercials. Somebody can tell me an important part in some Saturday Night Live bit that I'm never ever going to watch Saturday Night Live. I'm sorry, never going to do it. Nothing is going to occur that's going to cause me to watch Saturday Night Live yep. besides, say, breaking both of my legs.
0: It's just going to make it so that you, uh, you. well, let's go on here with the story. Viacom said in a statement that after several months of talks with YouTube and its corporate parent, Google, it has become clear that YouTube is unwilling to come to a ...fair market agreement that would make Viacom content available to YouTube users. Viacom said that YouTube and Google had failed to deliver on several filtering tools... ...to control unauthorized video from appearing on the hugely popular site. The company was now asking YouTube to take the clips down, but stopped short of filing a lawsuit. Under federal copyright law, online services such as YouTube are generally immune from liability... ...so long as it responds to takedown requests such as these, which YouTube often does. Less clear legally is what happens... When another user posts the same video, something commonly done on the free video sharing site. You see, YouTube is so big. There are so many videos and so many users on there. There's no way they could possibly know what all is on their site. How could they? How could they? You could go on there tonight, Mark, and upload a clip of whatever, and nobody's going to know about it because there's so many videos being uploaded, they don't have the staff to go through and watch every single one of them to make sure that it's not copyrighted material. Right. It's just not Physically possible to do. So when they go through and and erase, uh, when they go through and get rid of some of these things, they're just sort of barely covering up the problem because as soon as one's gone, another one can be uploaded. As soon as that one's gone, another one can be uploaded. So it can go on forever. And in fact, YouTube said in a statement that it would comply with the request from Viacom and said that it cooperates, quote, with all copyright holders to identify and promptly remove infringing material as soon as we're officially notified. But I love what they added to the statement, and this is what they said. They said also, quote, that it was unfortunate that Viacom will no longer be able to benefit from YouTube's passionate audience, which has helped to promote many of Viacom's shows. Because as you pointed out, you may not have ever seen that Saturday Night Live clip. You may not have ever seen that MTV clip. You may not have ever seen that clip from a Paramount movie if it weren't for... YouTube. If it weren't for the ability to just simply click and go and see it, maybe you seeing that clip of Saturday Night Live might have actually made you say, "Hey, you know, it's been a long time since I've watched Saturday Night Live on the television. Well, you know, I'm gonna make a date Saturday night. Me and my uh, my my wife are gonna sit down and watch some Saturday Night Live. That might have actually happened, but or now more it so, won't at all
1: or more. So, um, say I watched the cowbell clip on YouTube, um, from Saturday Night Live. It's I don't know cowbell. Don't know. But, what that song needs is more cowbell. Okay. Don't know it. Uh, it's. Go ahead. it's, it's, it's it was a funny little clip, gotcha. which uh, I don't know. I can't remember. The, I can't remember the. It's one name. that you watched on YouTube. It is, and so you know they sell T-shirts for that. Mm-hmm. Um, just me seeing that cowbell clip adds to the sort of public awareness of it of the T-shirt of the of of, of the, the the saying, yeah. and therefore makes the T-shirt funny and. People more want, desirable. People, yeah, more desirable. People want to buy that T-shirt as a result. So, so they're
0: shooting themselves in the foot here. They are Acom. being silly,
1: and I think it was, I think it's a big mistake.
0: And I hope that other companies decide to leave YouTube alone. And if they're not posting entire shows, then who cares? So what if they post a clip? What well, I don't understand what the big deal is. If you can explain it to me, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Your calls on the way. It is your show. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. Again, that toll-free number, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there, completely free, including updates. You get signed up for the updates, and we'll clue you in whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. So get on the list at updates.freetalklive.com. That's updates.freetalklive.com.
1: Is there a young person that's important to you? Give them financial literacy. A Kid's Journey to Getting Rich by Jewel Thornton shows kids how to grow up financially free, save early and often, and how to develop passive income stres, streams, the key to financial freedom. The average college student graduates with $7,000 in credit card debt. That's no way to start a life. Buy them A Kid's Journey to Getting Rich at akidsjourney.com. That's akidsjourney.com. Or call 1-800-657-5066. one 657 5066
0: There you go. As we go to the email box, this one from The Celestrian. He says, guys, I know my time was short recently when I was on the air with you, but I had some more ideas regarding a conversation and some examples pointed out. But for interest of brevity and readability, I'll try to remain as general as possible. He's talking about the conversation that we had a few weeks ago called purist versus pragmatist. We're talking about the difference between, well, you and I, Mark. Um, I'm a libertarian purist you're more of a libertarian pragmatist that's pretty accurate and uh, though I will support pragmatism if it indeed moves us in a more pro-freedom position he says as I mentioned before this is an issue that I still wrestle with both on an emotional and logical level while I sometimes still clutch the concept of government close to my chest hoping that it's true that it's providing a necessary service I can no longer claim with any level of intellectual honesty that these are arguments derived from reason and haven't been able to do so for some time I can no longer claim, uh, Let's see, or he says, uh, the only plausible argument I can give for the necessity of our government is the fact that there are other governments out there. And history has shown us that what happens when a group of people with a strong central government, complete with the trappings of a standing and constricted military, through force, encounters a group of people with a smaller, more voluntary-based form of government. The former destroys and then subsumes the latter. Therefore, my feelings on government my feelings of government being necessary are not positions founded upon logic and reason, but rather the fear of other governments. And quite frankly Well that seems
1: logical and reasonable to me. Well, um,
0: he's about to break it down here. Okay. For you. Quite frankly the fear of unknown consequences resulting from venturing into the unknown. While certainly a personally compelling motivator, the only root of reasoning one's arguments in an intellectual if excuse me, when the only reasoning root of reasoning one's arguments in an intellectual manner is fear then I think it's a safe supposition that a problem exists. As they say, the first step to fixing a problem is recognizing you have one. I think another point worth noting is an observation I've made when speaking to people. Generally, those who have a more optimistic opinion of humanity, in general, tend to be more liberty-minded, and generally more purist libertarians I have either heard, met, and spoken to have the highest regard for humanity. This makes sense, because if you believe human beings are fundamentally good people, particularly when given equal and unfettered access to information and truth, then the concept of having people enforce
1: goodness on good people is, after all, redundant. I'm not sure I entirely am on board with that. Why? I mean, it's it's obvious that some people are bad. All you have to do is read the newspaper. Sure. Why do we want them in charge? We don't want them in charge. That's why we don't need government. Um... But what you're assuming is is that uh, somehow those bad people won't take over. And, you know, the point that they uh, have, they have taken over the government. Um, <laughs> I understand the points that you're making. Yes. So we take the power away from them. Take right. most of the power of away from them. 100%. You know, I don't think that that's going to work <laughs> because then you're just going to get other people. They're going to fill the void. Well,
0: I think he's going to address that here. And herein lies another logical contradiction. If one doesn't have a good view of humanity, nor in the ability of people to make the right decisions when properly educated about what they're deciding upon, as many people who support government assert, then how can a smaller group of people govern others to make the right decision when they are incapable of doing this for themselves? The fundamental problem I see when we're talking about pragmatic solutions to move to a more voluntary, private, and free society is that pragmatic solutions require the use of what's broken, that is, the government, to fix what's broken. That is, the, the government. government. And that's a problem. This can be extrapolated out into any circumstance and will only generate more of what's broken rather than what's less. Any, or Rather <coughs> than less. Anything the government implements short of an out-and-out out immediately closing Department of X's doors and or burning or destroying all records and documents in that department's possession is going to be subject to some waste at some, if not all, levels as all of their other programs, initiatives, directives, regulations add infinitum. So what? Well, the so what of all this might not be a big deal for the seasoned libertarian, as I'm not the first to bring up these points, nor will I be the last. Descending from the general to the personal for a moment, the big punch for me was that when I realized that, the following, all of my reasons for wanting government are rooted in fear. In that, as he pointed out before, he's afraid of other governments coming to taking over, which is what you just pointed out. Well, if we make government go away, someone will come in and take it
1: over, or take over the the country. Well, uh, it, there's still going to be governing going on, um, even in a voluntary society. It'll, it'll be, be self-governing. More, no, there'll be voluntary governing. Property. There'll be voluntary governing going on. A p- governing of private property. That's what you're, t- that's what you're describing. I, I'm telling you that people are going to want a certain level of punishment, retribution, um, and uh, recompense for people committing crimes against them. Mm-hmm. People will not stop, stop committing crimes. Um, even if you go to a voluntary government, suddenly the, the world isn't going to say, oh, wow, everything's voluntary now. I'm not going to kill my wife. No, of course not. That's not That's not what the point is. Sure, I, and I'm not saying that it is, that you're saying that. I'm saying that people are going to demand punishment, they're going to demand recognition. Right, and recommends. the marketplace provides solutions for demand. So there's governing. There will be governing. No, because government
0: provi- Government is a term, and governing is a term that it provides uh, force, that you have to have force in order to use on it I people. suspect there will be force. A private law and private force on private property, which, of course,
1: you have the absolute right to do. You're going to have to subject yourself to these rules. Is yes. Ed Brown subjecting himself to the force of government? Is Ed He's staying in, inside the United States. He's subjecting himself to that force. Form sub- of government. He's going
0: to be subjected to it if he, he leaves his volunt- property. He could
1: voluntarily leave the United States of America. No, he can't. He can't get out of his property without them coming after him. Pl- please. They're staked out 24 hours a day? I bet you they're watching him. They may very well be if he uh, if he if he wanted to do it. He has plenty of people around who could uh, drive cars in and out and confuse the heck out of people. And, um, you know, he's I don't think he wants to do that. I understand he doesn't. So he's voluntarily subjecting himself to the laws of the United States of America. I'm just making the point that we have a certain level of voluntary um, subjugation going on Mm -hmm. in current forms of law. Okay. I mean, being here in America, you are uh, voluntarily subjecting yourself to the American laws. If you don't want to be, you can go so- some other government, some other place, and voluntarily subject yourself to their laws. I'm saying that there's going to be voluntarily voluntary um, subjugation to laws, rules, force. If it's private law, then it's fine with me. The
0: Celestrian continues, either I believe people are generally good and can make decisions for themselves, or I don't. If I don't, then those same people that I don't think can run their own lives are now, in many tangible uh, tangible ways, running mine. When I came to this realization, and I'm not talking about the oh-yeah-government-is-bad concept that most people will say they know, but when I fully, really, really started to understand what this meant for my life and the lives of every single person I cared about, including any possible future children or grandchildren, this was nothing short of an earth-shattering, life-changing event, because from that very moment on, I could never look at the world the same way, and my already unfavorable views of government and its bureaucracies were risen to the point of utter disgust, uh, disgust and thus illuminated to me the worst mistake I ever made in my life. When I was 18, I decided I wanted to spend a little more time coaching wrestling because it was one of the few positive experiences in government school that I'd had. Not ironically, it was also the only team that was mostly coached by non-teachers, with the only teacher there being a former private sector professional for over 10 years, who went into teaching as an extended vacation from his aerospace engineering job. He also happened to be one of my favorite teachers and the best teacher that I ever had. So I decided to take a part-time seasonal position as a middle school wrestling coach for my old middle school. It was a chance for me to give back by providing a different voice and viewpoint than the other government-tenured voices that I grew up with and made my experience so miserable. We'll continue his story here in moments. Your calls as well about anything. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. That's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there, we give them away. And we do ask that you voluntarily support the show by buying some stuff at at stored on freetalklive.com. You just head over to store.freetalklive.com. You can grab some uh, very cool swag, including Free Talk Live hats. Like, you've just got a brand new Free Talk Live hat for yourself. Mark, which one did you buy?
1: I got the, the sock hat, the scully. Or the beanie, beanie thing, thing, whatever it's called. Do yeah. you like it? I do. It's, it's very uh, sharp. It's it's a good-looking hat.
0: And so those are available. Different types of hats, actually. Different types of T-shirts, as well. Our free marketeer flag, which we've now, uh, we have we now we have hanging in the studio, mm-hmm. which I think looks very sharp. And seems to
1: absorb sound a little bit, too.
0: DVD classic archive sets, as well. And they're all there at store.freetalklive.com. And it's not crap. It's actually nice quality stuff. So uh, go grab some of it up. We're talking about the Celestrian. He's emailed in to what his story, his personal story as to how he has shifted from a pragmatist libertarian to a purist libertarian. And now we're going to read the rest of it. So uh, as he's sharing, he decided that one of the worst mistakes he'd ever made in his life was that when he was 18, he wanted to spend a little more time coaching wrestling, See, as he had enjoyed being in wrestling class when he was in school, he decided he wanted to, you know, give back, right? And actually go and coach wrestling. So that's what he did. He got himself started as a part time uh, wrestling coach for his old middle school. And he said, It was a chance for me to give back by providing a different voice and a viewpoint than the other government tenured voices that I grew up with and made my experience so miserable. He says, I went through the process, filled out the application, showed my qualifications, that is, wrestling for so many years, having won so many competitions, and was offered the job. And. Then I got fingerprinted on the brand new digital fingerprinting devices and supplied a thumbprint and a palm print to the state of California, just like every other teacher and educational worker was and still is required to do. And felon. At 18, I didn't think this was that big of a deal. I've never committed a crime, and it was an educator-only database that all the law enforcement has access to. Now I'm 26. I've never committed a crime. I've never taken illegal drugs. I've never been arrested. I've up until now paid my income taxes because I was also concurrently running a freelance web development business along with my other jobs doing the same thing for larger companies and couldn't afford to take the chance. And the government, the very entity that I conceded was only necessary because of my fear of other governments, now has a digital copy of my fingerprints on file somewhere. Those digital fingerprints are now paired with my name, my social security number, and every other relevant piece of information that uniquely identifies me. Now that I no longer work for the state government, nor do I plan, uh, plan to upon my return to the United States, the government still has a digital copy of my fingerprints on file somewhere. My privacy, by the standards of most people, particularly when it comes to fingerprints and identification, is, and forever will be, gone. Now, it was my choice. I was young and irresponsible, but that choice now bears for me the lifelong consequences for me and anyone I'm related to or care about. And the fruits of that choice are now in the hands of an entity that we all admit is broken, corrupt, and will use force on
1: others simply because it can. And it's busy, or at least uh, considers itself busy, and is unlikely to do anything to anyone who doesn't cross his path.
0: So he says, so that's great. So what? Do I think there's a pragmatic solution to fixing this, like having a program to remove the fingerprints of education employees who've been out of the system for X years? No. No. Because in order
1: to accomplish that, the government has to hire more people, meaning more taxes. Oh, they wouldn't do it anyway. They, so, they, they want to keep information. Right. They but, like information. Government bureaucrats love information. So, if it isn't their job to push around information, then what is their job? To oversee the process. Since these people
0: have access to sensitive and private data, it would be very likely that these workers would also have to be fingerprinted to give them clearance which would go into another database. And thus, we've reproduced the original problem, but now with more taxes and more bureaucracy and less privacy and freedom for everyone all around. Wash, rinse, repeat. As I said, the older I get, the harder it is for me to cling to pragmatic viewpoints on libertarianism. From Brandon. one 800 Speaking of unpragmatic people, speaking of principled, voluntarist types, it's Gene, the Christian anarchist, you're on Free Talk Live from Tennessee. Hey, Gene.
9: Hi, guys. I'm going to talk about atheists tonight.
0: Are you? What about them?
9: Uh, in particular, uh, phony atheists. People are always talking about phony Christians. Well, i, I got phony atheists for you.
0: What's a phony atheist? And,
9: well, I'm going to explain that to you. First of all, I would have to qualify you as not being a phony atheist. <clears throat> I think you're you truly are an atheist, but where I'm headed here is... Atheists who believe in the cult of government, Hmm. if if they have uh, a belief in government, if they believe that government exists, that government has authority, they are no better than any other cult. I agree. There is is no government, there is no authority. All they've done is they've taken the definition of God and changed it to government, and they are elevating this fictitious force called government into a position similar to a god.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with you, Gene, but I mean the point that you're making, while I agree with it, doesn't it sort of counteract the uh the belief in God as well? I mean, they're both fictitious entities believed in by by uh by people. Why choose one over the other?
9: No, we can't we can't prove that God is a fictitious entity.
0: Ah, but we can we, prove that government we
9: is. We certainly can prove that government is a fictitious fair entity. Fair enough, fair answer. Anybody with a reasonable amount of intelligence can reason through the argument about government and where its authority comes from, and if they believe certain basic principles such as that all men are created equal or all men have the same rights, mm-hmm. then you have to follow that through as to where the authority of gov- the, the government gets their authority supposedly from the people, and the people cannot give an authority to this fictitious entity that they themselves don't have.
0: Now, of course, I mean, you're not a uh, you're not a church-going Christian, right? Oh, I do go to the
9: church. You yeah. do go to a church.
0: I've, I had the, for some mm-hmm. reason I had the feeling that you were more of an independent guy.
9: Well, I'm independent, but I mean, there's a church that I like to go to. Uh, there's good people there, and
1: uh, I think church is a good thing. I think it helps uh, if, if that's what you've decided to believe. I think it helps charge your religious batteries.
0: Now, the do way. they know that? Uh, do, do your fellow parishioners know about your political beliefs, or rather, lack thereof?
9: Um I don't think most of the fellow parishioners do the the pastor has. I've I've shown him my uh, blog site and I've invited him to make some comments about it. He he hasn't actually mm-hmm. He hasn't uh,
1: He's probably made
9: any comments. But I'm I'm uh many uh, several of the weekends I've been gone so I haven't actually made it to church. We only go about, you know, a couple times a month maybe because we're usually you know, many times we're busy on the weekend. But, right. Um I do intend to bring it up with him and uh, And uh, when I do, I'll tell you what he has to say, because I'm curious myself as to what he's going to say.
0: Yeah, Um, excellent idea. I've actually been to your blog, Gene. You've got some uh, some great pictures from China on there, as I recall.
9: Yes, and unfortunately, my March trip to China has been canceled. Oh, that's a shame. Why? Well, uh, my wife's parents are actually coming here in April, so we decided (sighs) there's not much point in us going there in March. Gotcha. So we're probably going around October
0: Understood. Well, uh, I look forward to hearing the stories. There's always, always some interesting things that uh, that happen to you while you're there, Gene. Anything else on your mind tonight?
9: Everything changed. Nope. I just wanted to point out there are phony atheists in this world.
0: Fair enough. I appreciate the call. A lot call. of them. Okay. Thanks, Gene. 800-259-9231 makes a fair point,
1: you know, as an I atheist. I think it makes a good point. I don't think there's, um, uh, I, I, I don't know, the atheists probably don't have a huge representation out there. Maybe no, they don't. Two or three percent of the population.
0: Yeah, I think it's something like that. Maybe a little bit more these days. I think. Uh, well, if, well, if you include agnostics in there, then you're looking at maybe ten percent.
1: I've heard numbers as high oh, as twenty in the lower demographics for atheists right. and okay. agnostics. Yeah, and like that's just people that say, I don't know. That's true. Um, so yeah, not I, taking a real heavy stand there as agnostics.
0: I've never really understood how you can believe, how you can not believe in God, but you can be such a big fan of government. I've never understood that. It's always seemed like a contradiction to me. And that's what, uh, what Gene was pointing out. So well done. 800-259-9231, the toll-free number for you. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind as we go to another email. This one from Daniel. He says, guys, on the Saturday show recently, you read an email that had some common objections about a free market system. As in, what about the evil capitalists taking advantage of the trodden worker? And so on. Well, you and Mark pretty well beat down all of the myths and objections. But you skipped one point that I think should be highlighted. If we get rid of government, it will take some time for society to heal and orient itself. Now, it won't take long, depending on established infrastructure. The free market's very fast to respond, as we've seen it do uh, during disasters like 9-11, the D.C. sniper, Hurricane Katrina, and the Indian uh, Ocean tsunami business people doing whatever it takes to keep their promise uh, to keep their customers alive because a living customer is a paying customer and it looks good in the press he's got more on this and your calls as well about how we can heal our society from Daniel this is your show it is free talk live This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves, toll free at 800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Mark. Hi, Mark. I was just trying
1: to decide whether there was somebody else in the studio with us or not.
0: 259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features there, we give them away.
1: So enjoy them, including
0: live streams. There's a broadband version of the show and a dial-up version waiting for you, freetalklive.com. And... Get registered now for the New Hampshire Liberty Forum, attaining economic and personal freedoms in America's freest state. This three-day event, February 23rd through the 25th, will be held convention-style in historic Concord. By the way, that's that's about two weeks from now. So this is really coming up fast. Uh, with some of the program taking place in the State House. register now at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. For more information and to get registered, that's freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. The Stossel dinner is sold out but that doesn't mean you'll be uh, you'll miss out on meeting John. He's going to be doing a book signing sometime during the day. He's also there's also going to be a stossel reception afterwards, which will be open to everyone. So even if you missed out on getting the tickets to the dinner and to his speech, you're still going to have a chance to actually meet with John, which is really cool. I'm looking forward to that. So freestateproject.org to get more information on that. As we continue, the email from Daniel talking about. His suggestions as to healing our society, he says, if we get rid of government, it will take some time for society to heal and orient itself. Now, it won't take long to spending on established infrastructure. Business, for instance, likes to likes to do what it takes to keep their customers alive because a living customer is, after all, a paying customer. And besides, it looks good in the press. But entire generations have been raised on sophisticated propaganda that whispers, government is good and Government is necessary, and the opposite of government is evil chaos. Well, you read an article the other day about Somali anarchy, which highlights this nicely. After the dictator was ousted a decade ago, it took a few years for the warring factions to settle into a peaceful stalemate of anarchy. China today shows another perfect uh, example of the cancerous harm that government can cause society. Because of government birth control programs, there's currently a shortage of women in China, to the tune of 20 million they estimate that by the year 2020, there's going to be such a shortage that the damage will be catastrophic, and a lucrative trade of human smuggling of women will develop. Imagine if China switched from communism to a libertopia free market today. They would, be short those, they would still be short those 20 million women. It will take a number of generations to correct the imbalance.
1: Right. Your government creates problems. Those co-
0: problems can go on for a long time. The free market alternative to population control is wealth. Wealthy countries have negative population growth, and poor countries have positive population growth. Rich people don't have kids, or they'll have one as perhaps a hobby, which is the way that I see myself maybe, maybe having a kid in the future. Like, right now, not interested at all. But I could see myself, if I got really bored, if my girlfriend and I were really bored with life down the line, then yeah, we might get ourselves a kid. Poor people have ten kids, though, as necessity of working on the farm and bartering to other families for dowries and such. Get rid of big government in order to allow the market to create wealth. People get rich and forget about having kids. Population under control. Simple. The free market will be able to create all the food, homes, medicines, etc. that a large population would need. Consider Siberia, for instance. Prior to the Soviet Union, Siberia produced 40% of the world's grain. During the Soviet Union, 40 million people starved to death. The uh, The same thing in Soviet China with the Great Leap Forward. 60 million people starved to death. Same thing with the Khmer Rouge, $30 Same thing in Cuba, same in North Korea, same in Laos, same thing in the Plymouth Plantation and Jamestown. Same thing in, need I go on? The objection of the emailer was that the evil capitalists would move into an impoverished area and force the people to work at slave wages. But what the emailer failed to realize is that without governments and warlords and dictators constantly destroying the economy, those impoverished areas won't remain impoverished for very long. They'll go through the modernization just like America and Western Europe did in the 1800s. Doesn't Somalia have the best cell phone coverage in Africa? The answer is yes. And the reason that Somalia has the best cell phone coverage is because there's no government around to step in the way of the companies from putting up uh, towers. Right. It's just the, the landowners. And developing. And without governments and borders and work visas, what's keeping those poor people in poor areas? This is the very objection people have about immigration from Mexico to America. The people of the European Union have the same problem with people from Eastern Europe moving to Western Europe and stealing their jobs. Well, here in the People's Republic of Oregon, these are the same constant objections to the free market that I get when people beating on the head of, uh, when beating people on the head with a message of liberty. They demand strict government controls to keep the evil capitalists in line, and then they wonder why businesses in Oregon keep leaving and employment, or rather unemployment, keeps going up which we're also seeing in California and those sorts of places. Hmm. He says why indeed? Uh, anyway, keep up the good fight, sir, and rock
1: on. From Daniel. The more involvement government has in any issue, the more they're going to screw it up. Exactly. The they more... don't seem to solve very many problems. No, they don't. They create more problems than they solve. Any problem that
0: they, uh, that they supposedly solve will only stay that way for a very short period of time until somebody else steps in.
1: I, I think that we need them for things like handling uh, murder, um, you know, violent crimes, stuff like that, but I, I don't but see them causing a lot of problems have a tough in that time. Even that, I, mean, I think as they he, caused more murders with their, uh, with their laws of, uh, for, again, on the drug war.
0: Well, as he mentioned, with, you're right about that, but as he mentioned, the uh, the Washington killers, the the freeway killers that mm-hmm. we saw a couple of years ago, they were t- uh, reigning terror over Washington, D.C. in the Northern Virginia area, mm-hmm. and there was nothing the police could do about it. The police were helpless. All they did was hold news conferences.
1: But the police have captured other, um, you know, mass murderers. Sure, they
0: have, and they capt- they captured these guys, but only because of a tip from it, from somebody who happened to spot them sitting in their car. If I, came, the, the break in that case came from an individual. I think who a lot of think
1: A lot of breaks come from individuals. Yeah. and but that doesn't mean that. I mean, obviously, the police do police work by asking people questions and sure. being available for people to, um, you know, call in on. I don't think that that. Negates their, um, you know, saying that they're completely incompetent at doing their job. I, I didn't mean, say
0: they were completely no, incompetent, no. just saying that they wouldn't have, they might not have ever caught those guys if it weren't for the individuals who, uh, the individual who called in the case. Let's go to the phones and talk to Liam in Sweden. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark.
10: Hi, uh, <laughs> you guys were talking earlier about how 9 11 has caused, uh, less people to travel to America on vacation. Yeah, a full one And that reminded less. me of, uh, an experience I had because I visited America about a month ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, Homeland Security essentially helped smuggle me into the country, so to speak.
0: What? How'd that happen?
10: Well, when you travel into America as a tourist, they give you two forms you have to fill out, Mm -hmm. where you have to answer questions like, were you involved with Nazi Germany during the Second World War and that sort of thing?
0: Are you serious?
10: Yeah, um, and one of the things that you have to fill out on this form is the address of where you're going to be staying the first right. night of your vacation. Okay. And uh, it just so happened that I wasn't really sure where I was going to be staying the first night, because I was, oh. I had like three or four offers. Various friends of mine had offered to let me stay at their house, and right. I hadn't really decided yet. So. And, um And so I said this to the Homeland Security guy, and I was kind of nervous. I was expecting him to take me into a room and question me and ask me a bunch of questions. Sure. Because I didn't know where I was going to be staying, and I wasn't able to fill out this form.
0: Why couldn't you just pick um, one? Why couldn't you just pick an address? I bet that's what they did.
10: And that's what he did. Ah. <laughs> the Homeland Security guy wrote a fake address onto my phone. Liam and, wanted uh, to tell the truth,
1: and um, the guy understood that the bureaucracy would would impede him from being able to t- from telling the truth. Yeah, it would uh, red flag him. So therefore, he's like, "Well, look, here's what you do. You pick one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the most expeditious way to do it. But uh, Liam didn't feel like uh, lying. Well, it's nice that you got a uh, at least a
0: semi-friendly Homeland Security agent there.
10: Yeah, I mean, I would have just lied, but I don't really know how addresses work in the United States, like Mm what order you write the postcodes in and that sort of thing, so I wasn't really able to.
0: Yeah, it's really disturbing. We've heard stories from people that have, uh, have had hassles, by the Homeland Security people, essentially saying that, oh, well, not only do we need to know where you're going to, but we also need to know how long you're going to be staying there, where you're going to be going next. We need to have the phone numbers, the contact information of all the individuals there. It depends on how suspicious they get of you. They can, if they get really suspicious of you, they'll ask you all sorts of, impri- uh, all sorts of prying, nosy questions.
10: Did They, yeah, really they just go- asked me a few questions when I was in the country the yeah. last time. Did they really ask you
0: if them. you were in the <laughs> – wait, you're like 20-something years old, right, Liam? Yeah. How, how, why on earth would they ask you a question about if you were in Nazi Germany in the 1940s?
10: Oh, that's on a paper form that you have to fill out on the airplane.
1: <laughs> well, they, they, you know, they—I believe they caught Demyanyak or not necessarily caught him, convicted Demyanyak on uh, charges like this back in the 90s. He was an 80-year-old man mm-hmm. or something like that. They just want to make sure that they've got it handled. I mean, you could, after all, be a hundred-year-old um, former K- uh, a Nazi officer. Absurd. At age 20, Liam, anything
0: else? Well, At anyway? age 20.
10: Well, in his yeah, 20s. they just—they give you a form. We have to answer yes or no. We have to tick a box, and they ask a bunch of questions like, "Have you been around livestock in the last two weeks?" And because of mad you cow disease or something, Germany? a bunch of questions like Something that. like that.
0: Nuts! Absolutely nuts. Liam, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate hearing from you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You know, I—I
1: I, I hate to be uh, uh, the, the killjoy on this, but I do think that it's a re- that um, that. Transferring uh, infectious diseases across country borders is a real problem. Um, we, you know, the Department of Agriculture has had some success in slowing down some of these things. It's um, bureaucratic, it's huge, it's terrible, but they've had some success. And what's the free market solution? I don't know. The free market hasn't been allowed to come up with one. Well, they certainly aren't, uh, you know, making it not happen. I let's mean, let's let it happen and
0: see. Let's wait until there's an outbreak and see what happens.
1: Mediterranean fruit fly concerned. was a real problem in uh, Florida on oranges.
0: More on the way tomorrow night. Online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. And I don't know why I've been talking like Thurston Howell
2: tonight. See ya.
4: Do you like to build things? Have you ever cut wood with a tool? Are
2: you tired of poor quality goods found in the Megalomart? If you answered yes to any of these questions, woodcraftplans.com has a fun project for you to make. We have hundreds of blueprints and patterns which can help all skill levels of craftspeople make wooden lawn furniture, bedroom furniture,
10: yard decor like wishing wells and shadow figures, rocking horses, and a lot more. Visit woodcraftplans.com today. Get a plan and start building. That's woodcraftplans.com.